In place of this month's standard mashup of all things trails, beer, and nonsense, the trail show will instead bring you an evening of poetry. Tonight we channel the spirit of Kintaro, the golden boy, who gave himself to the journey, and in turn witnessed the journey give itself to him. We will begin with a series of haiku. A worn trail ambles towards the ridgeline. Up we go, a lake ahead. Hiked across tundra, flowers underfoot shouted, Look at me! I did. Followed ski tracks through fields, into the woods. Eagles kept me company. Down the trail, the deer stares at me. Will it hold still, or will it bound off? What the frig? What happened to you people? I call shenanigans. Grandma... Greatwood will all recognize you as frauds. Disco recent a haiku about skiing? Jesus Christ. Skiing, of all things? Were you really planning on reciting poem for two hours? Do you really have two hours of poems to recite? And top it off, you gave no credit to Jenna Schuer, who wrote his haiku in 2013 Haiku di- Diaries. You're all frauds! Mags, have you read the Haiku Diaries? Enough! I came back from the dead to sit on another trail show. And this, this is what you're doing now. Just start the show, Disco. Just start the damn friggin' show. You're tuned to the trail show. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. It's the trail show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Junaid Special 41. Daoud. I don't think you need to tell a bunny pop if you got some of them little brandy on the little nub nub or something or something. And now, broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the trail show. Kintaro. Kintaro. Coming to you live from the Bobby Walter Studio in Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. This is the Trail Show, and we are live at our little Havana telecasting complex, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) The Trail Show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over three quarters of a million times in 150 countries across the globe. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide on the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Google Play, and at thetrailshow.com. We've got a very, very special guest in studio this month, ladies and gentlemen. Straight out of pmags.com and into the Bobby Walter Studios, he was taping a special across the hall. In studio this month, we have the man, the myth, the legend, a man who needs no introduction, but we'll introduce him anyway. Ladies and gentlemen... The late Paul Magnate. The late Paul Magnate. All right, some lasagna to eat tonight, Paulie. Hey, go talk a dog off that meat truck, hey. Oh. I made it in my scamp. <laughs> oh, he scamped him. We'll get to that uh, in a bit. Right. And, ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a special across the hall. In his bedroom. In his own house. <laughs> this month we have Mr. Havana himself. Without any coffee. Daniel, out of order, Alvarez. <laughs> You guys are here again? Arriba! Arriba, 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 Who let you, you into my house? <laughs> Mas cigarillos. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Triple O. How would hey, you say that to be in here. Good to be Cubano? 
Thanks again for know. letting us no take your house over. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. All right, POD. Let's Falta set the de table. Cafe. What's being served? On well, that not coffee. That's for sure. Trail show this evening. Uh, <laughs> let's see. We got uh, you know all the normal stuff that we do. Media reviews, conservation. Oh, we got something different for conservation tonight. Trips. Um, trail of the month with uh, RIP over here. Uh, our donors. We've got some great news and questions in mailbag this month. It's going to be spectacular. I can tell already. Excellent. But first, we need to talk about yep. Mike, Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month. DiLo, take it away. We have beers from Connecticut. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they are all from Connecticut. All the beers are from Connecticut. The draft cider is from New York. Connecticut beers from Trail Show VIP, Jenny D. of Connecticut. Nine different beers from four different breweries and hard cider from New York. The Whiskered Wit and two double IPAs from Beard Brewing Co. in Stonington, Connecticut. The Trailblazer and Into the Woods New England Style IPAs from Connecticut Valley Brewing Co. South Windsor, Connecticut. The Supernaut IPA from New England Brewing Company in Woodbridge, Connecticut. And the Cool Ship Saison Double Secret Probation Sour Ale and Floresco Table Beer from Lyme's Disease Brewing Company in Oxford, Connecticut. So wow, no. I'm just joking, it's people, New England people. That's a joke. It's OEC Brewing Company from Oxford, Connecticut. Craft Hard Cider, Fro Bad Seed Cider Co. <laughs> and out of Highland, New York. That's right. Highland, New York is not that far from Connecticut, people. It's just like over the hills and towards the Hudson. P-Mags. Mags, talk to us. So I have a connection to Stonington. Okay. It's right Tell next us. to Westerly, Rhode Island. Yeah. Oh, and a, and my board. brother worked as a paramedic in Stonington. But ah. it doesn't say what that bottle was that I had. Do you guys know why they might call it Westerly, Rhode Island? All the bottles are from OEC Brewing. <laughs> okay. Anybody want to take a guess? G makes it on the west part of the it's state. It's the westernmost town in Rhode Island. If you go any further west, do you know where you are? Stonington, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah! That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You'll wind up in Stonington, Connecticut. And you know what they that? do? You know what they do in Stonington, they get Connecticut? Stoned. Hit it, disco. <laughs> I don't have the sound effect. That's all right. Want. I did well, a pretty good bong hit. You did. I'm sure our listeners are enthralled by this New England trivia, so yes. maybe we should move on to the next. <laughs> yes. Oh, Do you man. know why you haven't we been know on the show so in a while? New England trivia <laughs> with listeners. This because Mags and I are from New England, sort of. I'm actually from New York, but really close to New England. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Starting early tonight. And I'm from like Rhodes, because Rhode Island is basically Rhodes. But it's in... England, like New England. Or is it an actual England? I mean, you're from New England, yeah. so are you really from England, too? Or is he from Rhodesia? It's tough to say, people. <laughs> it's very All right, tough. moving along. <laughs> anyway. Uh-oh. And with all the news that's fit to be heard, P.O.D., take it away. Well, let me Did we just... catch you off guard, P.O.D.? No, I am totally... You're ready for news. Ready. Okay, with go. item number one right here. A man died in Yellowstone... Looking for hidden treasure. In Yellowstone. Yes. Is that based on the book? I think it's because it's St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. Um, He saw a rainbow there and he followed it. No, just kidding. Uh, 53-year-old Illinois man felt, yes, it is about a book, felt it was death. And Yellowstone National Park last year was looking for supposed hidden cache of gold and jewels Mm -hmm. that has inspired thousands to hunt in vain across remote corners of the western U.S. I thought that was down in New Mexico. There is no definitive area. But there's deaths every year because of this book. Yeah. People have died. 
Yeah. yeah, it's somewhere. There's like a range of areas. Basically, it's the Rockies. It's called. It's from this guy Fenn, and he dropped clues to the his treasures, whereabouts, and a cryptic poem in his memoir, "The Thrill of the Chase." Hmm. So he actually died last year, but they just found his body. Anyway, wait, the guy, the treasure seeker, died. Finn is still alive. Yes, right? that's yeah. yeah, the treasure seeker, okay. and they think the the treasure is worth two million dollars. Whoa. Anyway. Um, item number two. It's wrecking season. Only one left. Bellingham, Washington on March 31st. Well, there is one tomorrow. But by the time the show airs, it, it won't will be, be over. tomorrow. It'll have been last week. You're not going to edit wah, the wah. show tonight? <laughs> no. And send it to you? So <laughs> I you could, could put it on I could, up, could, I could it? upload it. Like, it doesn't take that long. I'd love to upload it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. CDTC just put out a free map set with the official route only. Jonathan Lay, um, you're going down. It's it's <laughs> it's available for free in the store section of their website. So Jerry Brown, everyone, you're going down. I don't think so because it's the official oh. route only. Oh. So it doesn't have all the sassy J Lay comments oh. and stuff. No. But you know, okay. you I'll, I'll never forget. Sorry, Jerry dis- and John, disregarding a J Lay comment about not taking a route because it was too prickly, and that was good advice he gave me. Yes. That day. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Three hours later, <laughs> bloody shins. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and then I feel like the JLA maps are kind of like, I don't know, at least when we were out there, you talk about the little comments that are on there, you know. Mm-hmm. How damn you, JLA! You know, that kind of stuff. Hey, man, JLA's doing God's work. I know, he is. It's important. We can't we can't diss on him too hard. No, I. but when you're out there, of course. Yeah, you're cursing. Yeah. There's cursing. Okay, item number four. <laughs> this one's great. Feral cattle terrorize hikers and devour native plants in California National Monument. So this is near the PCT. It's a monument we'd never heard of before. Yes, please tell me I included the And name. not only were there feral cattle, there was a feral pack of bulldogs in the same yes. monument. Really? <laughs> no, bulldogs? not bulldogs. Pit bulls. Pit bulls oh, that yeah, were attacking the feral cattle. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, right, it's right next to the Whitewater Preserve, and there's, there's feral cattle that are attacking people and... There's feral, feral pit bulls. bulls that are attacking the feral cattle. And people. Is this the Sand and Snow National Monument? Yes. yes. Mags, how did you know yes. that? Because I went there. It says... <laughs> okay. uh, did you get attacked by... <laughs> I did not get attacked by cows or pit bulls. Okay. Okay. It says the, the, that the bulls charged on humor, human observers. Some lowered their foot-long horns. Then they trampled on, lumbered on trampling the trail and devouring native vegetation. It's right near J-Tree. Yeah. And yeah, a pack of... Pitbulls has been killing and eating wild cattle, but also threatening people. So, what the hell's happening? I mean, it sounds this, like half the problem will solve itself there. Then. This sounds yeah. like you know Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. It's like I don't want to go hike in yeah. a place like that. It's a Mags, you're brave, dude. This sounds like a horrible well, place. I heard about this after I went through there, and uh, I, I was okay, just okay. on the way to Joshua. I just literally stopped there. What's this place? Okay, on the way to it says uh, hmm. it says here from this this uh, news item. In the meantime, an estimated 150 feral cattle. Roughly one-third of them bulls weighing as much as 2,000 pounds are reshaping scenic canyons and slopes with their appetites and hooves. Yeah. Who knew, man? It's it's a big... uh, It's very destructive to the vegetation from what I read. Yes, and apparently it's it's, um, endangering some some birds. Maybe we should do a trail show contest where the winner gets like seven days to hike. In the sand and snow. (laughs) Off trail. Can you make it it out alive? It'll be our own version of Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Another item here. Ryan Zinke is getting new doors for his office that are $140,000. Just 
I mean, this is Secretary of Interior? Yeah. So he's raising the price to national parks so he can pay for... (laughs) I I need need like a drum roll there. Where did you hear that he's getting these fancy doors? Dude, it's been everywhere. Oh, really? It's It's like him... Huh. And then what's his face? D-Lo, you know, it's all over the fake news. Legitimate fact check news sources. I don't know. I no, don't. and it's the same thing. Ben Carson with his $30,000 dining room set for Didn't they office. put the kibosh on that because the, the press like called yes. it out and Ben was like, oh, I guess I can't do that. Well, oh, this bit. also, Ryan yeah. Zicky is getting Wait a minute. Did we just hear a new impression from D-Lo? Was that my Ben Carson? Can you do a, a Ben Carson? Oh, I, I don't think I can have that, that uh, fancy uh, cutlery anymore because like the press has called me out about it or something. <laughs> I don't really know I, if that's Ben Carson. I, I haven't heard his voice enough. Yeah, me neither. But I'll take your word for it. I now. think he talks a little bit slower than that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think he's a slow talker. Uh, let's see here. A drone crashed in Arizona's Coconino National Forest. 300 acres burned because it started, oh, it started a fire. started a fire? That's new. Yep. That's a new th- wildfire starting yes. uh, device. D- device, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mechanism. a drone started wildfires. Cause the cause of wildfires, drones. Yeah, so we got drones, we got rabid bulls, we got hundred forty thousand dollar doors. P mags. I actually heard a news item today on the radio on the way over here. Well, Speaking well, of zinc, hold on, this sounds like breaking news. And with breaking news, we have P mags. Take it away. So Zinky wants to move the BLM headquarters to a smaller western town. And Grand Junction is high on the list, apparently. Oh. Where is, Where it? is it now? Is it in D.C.? It's in D.C. Hmm. Huh. It seems only appropriate that it be in a western town because the majority of the BLM lands are in the west. Out west, are they not? sure. And uh, supposedly Grand Junction's high on the list because it's lower cost of living. Sure. It's near a lot of the public lands. Um, good quality of life. a huge infusion to the Grand Junction Man, economy. Just, just think if you were working in the office and doing that awful commute in D.C. and they're like, eh. And we're going to move you to Grand Junction. Like, oh, <laughs> yes. I'd, I'd be. Well, yeah. There's some really nice places around Grand Junction. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It'd be a huge step up. Yeah, like, it's just awesome. a long drive to your office in Washington D.C. Oh. <laughs> and I heard that in the news today. Uh, okay, awesome. I, is there a time? Can we go? I don't recall. Okay. Can we go back to drones real quick? Yes. Yeah. Have hold you on. Guys, let, me, let me whack the tubes. Yeah. Have you guys ever been hiking and like come up on a ridge line? And saw some dork like a little bit higher than you flying a drone. Yeah. No, yeah, have you? It's kind of it's kind of terrible. I hate drones. It's kind of terrible. Like I, 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 I did a I did a hike last summer and I came up to the divide on a weekday <clears throat> on the CDT uh, from a side trail. And I get I get to the CDT and I stop and I'm looking around and I hear like the buzzing and I know what it is. Because after a while, you don't think it's just a pack of wild African bees coming to get you. You realize that it's actually it's somebody a, flying a mechanical device with yeah. propellers and stuff. And then I look up the up the trail a little bit, and there's this dude on the trail, and he's just like geeking out with the levers, oh, yeah. and it's just like, and you're just like, dude, like that's like look where you are, and you're just like so focused on the, oh, the yeah. joysticks. Nick, it's sad. It's so, sad. I did an after-work hike uh, last summer in Rocky Mountain. They broke every law. They had drones. In the park. In the park. Yep. They had dogs off-leash. <laughs> oh. So, and that was in the park. What are the Let laws? me ask you, did, what are the did laws? you say anything to them? It's, it's what, what's going to accomplish? No, I agree. I'm just always curious. Yeah. Like, is there a good way to, you know, Special just had an encounter with someone flying a drone inside Grand Canyon National Park, actually at one of the overlooks, and he confronted the guy. And 
I don't know what he said to the guy, but he actually took a picture of the guy. Is he still <laughs> alive? He didn't get thrown over the edge of the canyon. No. By the guy with, with the drone. With a no drone sign yeah. at the canyon. No drone. It's like, hey, you can't fly a drone. Shut up. Push him over the edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you have it to do happen. is strip down completely naked. Then go over there and confront them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, sir. So a friend of mine <laughs> well, actually what? confronted someone. Uh, she was speaking French. She's from Quebec originally. Yeah. And he said very politely to the person, he shouldn't feed the animals. And she got very indignant. And she asked very politely, oh, you're from Quebec. She got even more um, upset. I am from Paris. I'm not from Quebec. I don't speak that kind of French. Oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. Take that, Virgile. I oh do think God. I do think you should confront people, or at least take their picture, publicly shame them, something because yeah. it's hard to confront people. I'm non-confrontational myself, but what? like we got to do that because because people only are, change yeah. when they're confronted by their peers. Yeah. That's why confronting well, people is very important. Yeah, that's true. If you if you come upon a person mountain biking downhill, blazing fast and you're riding uphill and they don't stop to you you have to shove them over you should call them out on it you should like kind of get in the way and make them stop and be like sorry about that dude but the uphill bikers have the way well this and then clumsily get out of their way you know that's good stuff this is a good time to bring up uh something i meant to bring up a couple shows ago which was i was almost bit by a dog on the salida mountain trail system that was off leash when it's an entirely on leash trail system but Nobody really seems to observe that role, and it was a little. Um, it was a little, it was a terrier of some kind, and I was actually I gave it a wide berth because I don't tend to like to run right by dogs off leash because you never know. And it actually like lunged at me, and it, I felt its whiskers on the back of my legs, and I was going to keep running, and then I, its owner was right there, and I was like, no. So I stopped and I said, "Hey, your dog's off leash," and it. And it almost bit me. And she was like, my dog's not a biter. And I was like, you saw what I just saw, right? She was like, he's not a biter. He's not a biter. She kept saying that. So anyway, long story short, the next time I was out running on the trail system, I was coming up around this curve. And there was five dogs off leash. (laughs) (laughs) Were they pit bulls? There was actually one of them did have pit in it. I don't think it was full pit, but it did have pit. There was like three people. Multiple owners, five dogs off leash, and I'm getting ready to run right through this. They're all in the middle of the trail. And so about 10 feet before I got to this gaggle of dogs and people, I stopped. And they were having their conversation. So I, I very loudly but politely said, excuse me, do any of the off-leash dogs bite people? And two of the people were real quickly like, oh, no, 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 they're fine, they're fine. And then one guy's giving me the stink eye. Right, because I you're making I, a judgment. Right. Yeah. And so I looked at him and I said, I asked because I was bit last week. And then he's like, Oh no 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 da da. And so I th- here's what I'll just say is, like if you're on a trail system that's um, dogs are supposed to be on a leash and they're not, and you're getting ready to like go through the middle of dogs off leash, you as a you know person on foot have a right to ask. If the off-leash dogs well, bite, you or also, if they're aggressive, you also have the right to ask the owner to leash their dog. It's true. You can say, "Could you please leash your dog?" Because you know, and I, I'm definitely was guilty of that with, with Gimpy. But the thing is, is that you have to understand that you don't know what everybody's experience is, right? And a lot of people are afraid of dogs. And even if your dog is really nice. 
they go running up to somebody who's afraid of dogs and that's a scary experience for them that they shouldn't have to have if they're specifically choosing trails where dogs are supposed to be on leashes. Yeah. So. And, and like, I like dogs. I just don't, I just don't want to get bit by one. Yeah. That's all. Mags. So I used to lead a lot of trips for an outdoor group. And I, yeah. and it was one woman who had a dog off leash. So I said, you know, the dogs have to be leashed here. Please keep your dog on a leash. So she actually leashed her, leashed her dog and let the dog run with the leash on. Yeah, like a 25-foot lead? No, no just let go of it. it was, she was being very passive-aggressive. In other words, letting the dog run with a leash on. But she wasn't holding on to the leash. Exactly. It was her way of basically giving me a middle finger. And after that, I said no more dogs on my trip. Yeah. Because not I love dogs. It's the dog owners who are. So one bad dog owner ruined it for all the other good dog owners. Just like everything else in life. It's just yeah. like with kids. And this is why we can't yeah. have One bad parent. This is why we can't have good President, things, Max. Yes. All these things. <laughs> but yeah, she literally leashed the dog and let the dog run with the leash on. <sighs> I was like. Wow, that's just... That sucks, man. Yeah, I was kind yeah. of ticked. Anyway, uh... Anyway, we digress. Yeah. Tubes! I think Tubes. that was trail news. Tubes! And there she goes, ladies and gentlemen. P.O.D. just ran out the door. That was our editorial with the trail yes. news. Yeah. The lesson was confront your peers. And now she's back. About their bad behavior. Okay. d I need to talk to you later. P.S. <laughs> Let's do our trail of the month. Let's do it. Let's do it. Are you ready to talk about the Wasu? Sure. Because, Again. Because every long trail has an acronym, and I believe yours is W-A-S-U. And what does that stand for? Western Arizona State University. That's right. <laughs> I, I went back to school. Uh, Western Alabama. No, wait a minute. Arizona. I thought you were in Utah. Arkansas? So there, it was just, I'm just walking across southern Utah. Oh, U- so Utica? Did you say Utica, New York? The walk That's across right. southern Utah. Utah. That's right. U- U- Utah or Utica. Utica. I, I love being back northeast, especially <laughs> with these northeasters coming in. This is but, a but route that most people know absolutely nothing about, myself included. Uh, it's just, it's the beauty of it. It's just a walk across from the Nevada Utah line okay. to the Colorado Utah line. It's 600 plus miles. We'll call it yeah, a little over 600 miles. And H- had it been done before you did it? Yes or no. Um, okay, what do you mean? So Jamal Green has this website called. Um, Walk across Utah. Okay. And it calls it the suggested route across Utah. And it has multiple variations. So there's different ways of doing it. And this couple, um, Amy and James, I forget their last name, check out their website, Doing Miles. They've done some amazing treks. They did a variation of that. So I'm like, huh, that looks interesting. So being kind of like cooking, you take a recipe. Yeah. And you modify it for your needs. Yeah. So there's no, it's even less organized than, say, the Hey Duke, which would be the most apt comparison. Okay. On the Hey Duke goes through the Colorado Plateau. This yeah. is more going from point to point across Utah. I think it was like the Colorado Trail, except there's no trail. It's cross country. Was any of the Wasu on the Hey Duke? Some of it was. Happy Canyon, part okay. of the maze. Was any of the Wasu on any other trail than the Hey Duke? Other than, say, social trails known through to Canyoneers. Okay. And, of course, single track through um, Zion and Bryce Canyon. Oh, so it does go through Zion. Did you say, yeah. where, what were the starting endpoints? So I Sorry, started, I was getting cookies. I started the Nevada-Utah border. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, not too far, well, about 50 miles from Cedar City, if you're familiar with that. Okay, yeah. Cedar has a university there, and it's called Uvada. What? It's, a, it's an old railroad town. Uvada University? No, Or no. just the town? No. Where I started. Like Utah and Nevada. Sure. Yvada. It's it's a living ghost town essentially. Uh, and then yeah. where where did you end? So I ended the at journey. I ended at Gateway, Colorado, at the mouth of Unweave Canyon. 
And did you feel like you had given yourself enough to the journey that the journey, journey gave, gave itself to you? to you? Absolutely. At Uniweep? That's right. But being <laughs> it was it was just nice just to be out there hiking. There was no mythology behind. I'm just out backpacking. Did, did you, you have a route before you went out there? Like yes. did you have an idea? Okay. Yeah, you yeah. weren't just like letting the land decide. No, no, I, I'm not that free spirit, especially when you have a limited amount of food and water. Right. Okay, right. let's talk about food and water. So what was the resupply situation like? So resupply other than Hanksville, that's the only town I hitched into. Everywhere I more or less walked along the trail. I resupplied in Bryce Canyon. They have a pretty decent, oh, gro- right. pretty decent okay. grocery store there. Um, I'm sorry. Z- yeah, it gets mixed up. But Zion, I resupplied there. Um, I could have gone to Springdale if I wanted to, which is there through a free shuttle. Bryce, I sure. resupplied there. Um, I resupplied in Moab directly. I made my route go right through Moab. So New you, Harmony. You hit a lot of national parks. I hit four national parks, and two at the time were national monuments. Oh. Bears Airs, whatever it's called now, and Escalante, whatever it's called now. Yeah. But it's called Oil Coca-Cola. <laughs> but National at that Park. point, it was Bears Airs, and um, I went through the edge of Bears Airs and Escalante National Monument. Went wow. through grilling, I went through the maze in Canyonlands. That was really oh, cool. Oh, cool. Okay. And did, yeah. did you cache any water? I anything? did not cache. Okay. I did dry camping all but one or two nights. Oh. Were there any navigation issues? So on the um, what I call the macro level is pretty straightforward. It's the micro level. If you, I think we've all done canyoneering type activities, and what I call micro navigation is very hard in the canyons because even though yeah. you're making a good line on a map, oh crap, this twenty foot wall that's not my forty forty foot contours. Mm. How do I get around this? And of course, a lot of these are known to canyoneers, even though they're not. I didn't do any technical route, but there's a lot of class three and class four scrambling at times. Really? Um, one class four move for sure. Definitely a good amount of class three. Yikes. That's a little... I'm looking, a lot of these are known to people who go in and out of canyons. Yeah. And I looked uh, after the fact, I looked up one out of Swap Canyon. I remember very well. What was the name of the canyon? Swap Canyon. It's in BLM land. You start or end, depending which way you're going, um, in Capitol Reef. And yeah. the author described it as... Well, you won't die here, but you might hurt your leg and be in a bad situation if you fall. And I remember this. It was near the end of the day. I had full of water. I had, I'm not very tall, as we all know. I'm only 5'6". I had to put my canyon up, uh, back, sorry, backpack up yeah. and make a move, wondering, oh, how am I going to get out of this? And I did it, and I got to the canyon room like, <sighs> yeah, did the you do adrenaline any, slowly like. Did yeah, you do any yeah. research on <clears throat> some of the canyons that you knew you were going to go through just to get a feel for their technical aspects before you were there? A little bit, but it's one thing to plan, say, a weekend backpacking trip. Yeah. You look at Tom's Canyoneering Guide as a popular example and research the heck out of it versus I'm looking at my topo map, made some sketchy, really yeah. quick notes. Uh, you could research the heck out of a canyon when you're doing a, a weekend trip. But that's hard if you're hiking across the state. Especially when you have a map cache. And I remember one time there was a chalk stone through a slot canyon. I forget the name of the canyon. kind of blurs together. And I get there. I'm like, how the heck am I going to get through this? Ooh. It was about probably about a 10-foot drop. I think if I was with someone else, you can drop webbing or even help each other down. I, I would have been very easy, but I'm by myself. So I had to crawl out of the canyon and go back in and do kind of a leap of faith. And I'm very, very thankful for some of the basic climbing I did. Yeah. Um, I can't lead climb, but um, doing what's called um, you know, belaying a lot. I'm, yeah, sure. I'm like a 5'8 climber. I can't set anchors and all that. I'm not good enough to do yeah. that, but I'm very yeah. thankful for the basic climbing I can do. Wow. So okay. that was kind of interesting <laughs> sometimes. 
Well, uh, backing up a bit. So, wh- what was your time frame out there, like start and finish dates? That's a good question. So, I started October tenth. Okay. Ideally, I wish I could have started October first, but my yeah. lease was up in the middle of the month. I had some real world things, unfortunately, impacting. Right. And I finished. You want to say November twelfth? Um, I was at in Gateway, Colorado. I was at the border November eleventh, Veterans Day, yeah. as it was. And so I was thirty-two days from Utah border to the Colorado border. Plus an extra half day, we'll say, actually into Gateway, Colorado. By the way, you and I almost overlapped in Pariah. I don't know if you knew that. I kind of saw that. I think you were more in the upper Pariah. Well, I, I went through Buckskin Gulch yeah. to the confluence with the Pariah and then down the Pariah to Lee's Oh, Ferry. wow, yeah. So we, we almost crossed paths. Yeah. That would have been hilarious. That would have been... <laughs> Without knowing each... Each of us were there, right? Exactly. Like, huh? I mean, I knew you were on. I knew you were on your walkabout, but I didn't know it went that close to where I was hiking. And I remember that because I went from Bryce to Sheep Gulch to Priya Canyon to that. I, I went cross country. Then I went into another canyon. I have to look at my notes, but I yeah. can't. the way to describe this route overall, it's you walk into a canyon, you pop out of a canyon. They walk into another canyon and repeat. Yeah. That actually sounds pretty appealing to me, but no, it was fantastic. I, yeah. I mean, it was just—it's um, really cool to do these kind of routes where it's not really set in stone and it's not doesn't really have a name. It's something someone cobbled together. I mean, it's almost impossible to do completely your own route, especially in the lower forty-eight. Yeah, but there's so much to do out there. You can kind of make it your own. I guess you, using the recipe analogy, okay, kind of converting it. Uh, the funnest thing to do was when I crossed the Colorado River. Um, normally, you have to get a hitch, yeah. or you can get a pack raft. Did you get the $15 job? Oh, I got the $15 job. But apparently, I didn't realize this after the fact when people wrote me. The Intex 200, yeah, oh yeah. it's well known to dirtbag canyoneers. They'll use it for flat water crossings. Yep. And I, I guess uh, Twinkle and his wife are using that for a 70-mile pack raft. I'm like, I know that raft. And it works really well for flat water crossings in a pinch. But yeah. I don't know about 70 miles of pack rafting, so we'll see how it works for them. But, yeah. <laughs> but it was funny because you yeah. cross a Spanish bottom, and I'm blowing up my raft, and some real rafters did come by. Yeah. And they're, I, don't, I can't say for sure, but I noticed they're kind of wading around the bottom before the rapids, see yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. They probably want to see who this idiot is. <laughs> Whether yeah. I'm just, as soon as they saw I was crossing the river, I think they went they down. They moved on. Did yeah. you have a paddle? I did. Okay. 15 bucks comes with paddles and a pump. And, nice. And it's like, what, six, seven pounds? Um, we'll call it seven pounds. Okay. Maybe all, eight. All in, now, seven pounds, now, paddle, pump. Uh, yeah. I, I actually know what happened when you got to the other side, but maybe you want to... Oh, so what happened was, I'm being really good, and <laughs> a gust of wind came by, and, whew, and I could see where it was. I actually tried getting it. I don't know if you've been to Spanish Bottom at never, all. Never, never. It is some of the worst mud you'll ever see. I started sinking up to my thigh in mud, <laughs> and it was no longer fun. And I, I was actually getting a little concerned. I'm like, okay. Oh, like quick, almost like quicksand? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, I didn't know that part. I just knew that the Intex 200 seven-pound raft disappeared. <laughs> it was an eddy. I could see it, which is why I tried. I packed out uh, the paddles. I packed out the pump. Yeah. But the uh, raft was still there, like partially deflated. I'm hoping some rafting guys came by and used it as like a I'm bear. sure. Yeah. yeah. As a as a bear hauler. It's a perfectly good raft. Yeah. Only used once, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like uh, the old joke with the Italian army, you know, great rifles only used once dropped. But anyway. Um but it was like I, I don't know that joke, Max. <laughs> I, I defer to you. Uh it's anyway, it was like quicksand trying to uh, retrieve the raft. 
But then you get you walk from the maze, which is really cool. And that's the only time I bumped into a ranger was in the maze. Did he ask for your permit? Yeah, did he ask for your permit? So how I describe the permits, I follow on the spirit rather than the letter of the law because I have my interagency pass for all the parks. Yeah. And I did pay and apply for every permit. Okay. But of course, you can't be exactly where you're supposed to be. Sure. But they were approved. I was supposed to walk to the Hans Flat Ranger Station in the maze. That was 30 miles off my route. Oh, geez. Man. But I was approved for it, and I did pay for it. Yeah. And, but I didn't actually walk to the ranger station. I feel, like a, I feel like a ranger in the maze isn't going to be too much of a stickler. Well, I, I saw a ranger and another person who was in civilian clothes. I don't know if he was a friend or just an off-duty park person. Yeah. Um, they wanted to know where I'm coming from. So I've been out backpacking. I never said what I was doing. I always said I'm out backpacking. I came from Happy Canyon. Oh, and I'm so happy to meet in the maze. Yeah. I mean, I've heard about the maze. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just mystical, and here I am. Canyonlands National Park. And, oh, yeah. You say, wait a minute. You did the Happy Canyon. Did you park and decide to do this? I said, okay, I need to fess up. I actually started from the uh, Nevada border. Really? And he was more, he didn't ask for my permit at all. Okay. And um, he asked me my route through the maze. I pulled up my topo maps, his old pack trail that's on the Trails Illustrated maps. It's still there pretty good. Yeah. With some old troughs, some springs. And I think the fact that I pulled out the topo maps, I said I have a pack raft and I'm doing this and doing that. I essentially did with him in the field what I would have done at the ranger station. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, and... And he was cool about it. Yeah, he didn't ask to see it. And same thing with Capitol Reef. It's so yeah. easy to get a permit for Capitol Reef. Yeah. You go to one of three places. I went to the interagency place at Escalante, <clears throat> and it's a free permit for the backcountry. I got that. Because of my pace, you don't know exactly where you're going to be. So I didn't camp exactly where I said I was going to be, but I did have a permit. Um, same okay. thing for Canyonlands, and where was the other place? And for Bryce Canyon, I was essentially day hiking. There's a small sliver of um, U.S. Forest Service land in the middle of the park. Yeah. So I actually camped in the Forest Service land. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And I'm not the only person who thought of that. There was a fire ring right there. Uh, of course there was. Yeah. <laughs> so people have obviously went into the it, park, made a campfire in this little sliver of National Forest land. Yeah. You're missing all the hand motions, folks. She's trying to take pictures. I want more hands in the pictures. We need more hands. And uh, <laughs> Max, put your hands up. Keep talking. Move your hands. Everybody's got their hands moving. So, so I didn't bother with a permit there, but I did have my park pass, so it's not like I snuck in for free. Right, sure. And at Zion, um, what would I do there? And the same thing for Zion. I actually got a permit for there as well. But yeah. I never told them I plan on walking 20, 25 miles a day. They don't, yeah, some information well, is best left. Were unspoken. you able to walk 20, 25 miles a day in November with the, the limited day? In the national parks, yes. It's all single track, yeah. but it's only a handful. Yeah. BLM land, I don't think of miles per day on these type of trips. Yeah. I think of hours per day hiked. And that ended up being 33 days total, as I said, okay. and roughly over 600 miles. So yeah. roughly 20 miles a day, plus or minus. Were, like you someday, able, were you able to stop hiking during the day and rest for a minute or two? In the beginning, yes. Towards the end, no. Especially, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially at the end of a through hike, it was a cold snap in the last few days. Winter is coming. I ended up taking a lower route through the LaSalle's. Oh, really? Uh, just because it was cold. I mean, I would need almost winter gear. It wasn't snowing. It was definitely like in the teens. If not lower mm-hmm. at night, and the higher LaSalle's. By the way, so we had a trivia question recently at the. I do this trivia night at the brewery, and the and the tiebreaker question was: list as many national forests in Colorado as you can think of, and there was eleven lines. So 
I didn't realize that the what is it, the Manti LaSalle National Forest a little bit actually tiny, crosses tiny, into Colorado. Tiny bit. Right on the Utah line, and that was one of the ones I missed. I had no clue. I only knew that because I just walked there recently. Yeah. So you, everyone here will appreciate this. So I gave up coffee except for in town. What? I, Stop. What? what are you possible? talking about? What? Well, because well, I give it up when what? I'm on trail. I take caffeine pills. Well, even I didn't. <laughs> So the only time I did coffee was uh, my last two days. I treated like a weekend backpacking trip. Yeah, I did cold oatmeal for breakfast every morning on my trip, just because I had limited daylight. So I wouldn't. I just eat a snack bar, then have oatmeal. I don't know, ten o'clock in the morning or whatever. But the last two days, I treated like a weekend backpacking trip. So I made oatmeal. So I'm sitting at thirty miles from the end of my the border. And I'm at this beautiful overlook, Fisher Valley overlook with uh, fossil imprints and just a stunning yeah. view of the Utah Valley looking to Colorado. And I'm brewing up some coffee and mocha. And I'm looking at my map. You know, if I really hustle, I could get to the border today. So I did like 30-plus miles. I made it to the border 5.30 at night. Fueled by coffee. And mocha, yes. And mocha. Sugar and caffeine. And I made it to the border just as it was getting um, twilight. Hey, before we finish up, I got we got a few more questions. I want to ask you about water. Um, we should mention that Mags gave a talk in Boulder about his walk across southern Utah a couple, what, last week? Last Two week. talks. And, and Two what, talks well, in Boulder. Wait a minute. And what Mags didn't know is that we sent, the trail show sent in a plant. Yes, to, to, I knew this after the fact. Yeah, to to the event, <laughs> and it, we sent out of order in because Mags and out of order have never met in person, so we knew that Mags wouldn't recognize out of order, and and we actually had out of order ask Mags a question, which we actually have audio of. So I'm going to play that audio right now. Wondering if oh, you were going to maybe put like a GPS track of this whole route on there. Probably not, because they're really helpful for. So I'd love to do the exact same they, route. I'd recommend um, if you go to across Utah. Oh, just go, just go in POD, maybe. Oh man, you <laughs> out of order. You showed your hand. Oh, too quickly, oh wait, man. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I heard about you understand. this. I heard about this. Max was like you, so nice. Like, you, you asked afterwards. So kind. This yeah. wasn't in front of everybody. No, because no, I had to get close to recording. Oh, secret. I yeah. see. Right, and I, right. I, I didn't realize we recorded, but it, <laughs> as you can see, I was very polite, and professional. He, he was being so nice, and inside he was like. Yeah, you can see it. I just felt so bad. And I, and, I, and I just want to highlight the very first part of this audio. So let's play it once again. And oh, you were gonna thank you. Maybe put like a GPS track of this whole route on there? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Max, that was very PC of you. You, you were being very polite and gracious. Oh, probably not. And I know in your mind you were like, dude. No, there's no freaking way I'm going to put a GPS. Tra- like- oh, no. And that's it. And <laughs> all, all kidding aside, that's the beauty of this route or any other. I mean, there's nothing. I was scoping out. Now, I'm kind of addicted now. I was scoping out how to get across New Mexico like this. Yeah. I'll go into our trip portion, go through this wilderness area, hook into the Pecos, maybe hook onto the Grand Enchantment Trail. And at this particular place, it's just very addicting once you start doing something like this. Oh, yeah, and especially if you have a good trip, you know, and it's a, it's a success. And then you want to do more and maybe try something a little more uh, But if it fails, you might just want to go hike the AT next year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you never know. But, but yeah. the spirit of it is so good. It's that, that unknown adventure. That's why I think I actually yeah. am with you on that. Like, 
there's something about just setting off on the route. You have a map. Maybe you don't even know it's quite there. You don't know yeah. if it's quite there. You don't have yeah. it all mapped out. You got to yeah. kind of give yourself to the adventure and let it and give let yourself, it give, you know, give yourself yeah. to the journey. I, it, I remember going to Orderville, which is this little town. I'm sorry, Orderville. <laughs> That's what it's called. Hmm. Wow. And they have one hotel. It's Utah. One maybe. pizza place. And there, I definitely saw some polygamists, but that's another story. I know. And um, Bryce <laughs> Kid, it's near Mount Carmel Junction, which is where Bryce and Zion, you can get to either park from there. Yeah. It's a little town, and they're not used to people on foot. And the hotel owner was just so nice, and she went out of her oh, way. that's oh. good. I mean, because it's not like the AT or any of the well-known trails. You're kind of part of the color and the local economy. And yeah. You're just, it's something unique. And it was just kind of cool. Backtracking a bit again, what, did you have to deal with any alkaline water? And part B is, what was your longest water carry? So my longest water carry, was it wasn't too bad. It was maybe 20, 25 miles. Okay, that's, that's not but horrendous. I did, I did dry camp, which I think helps a lot. Sure. Because if you're going water source to water source, it, to me, it makes it harder. Where if you're willing to dry camp, you can carry four or five liters, and it doesn't seem as bad. Now, the only time I was a little concerned, even with the scrambling, you know, you take a deep breath, figure out how to get through. It's like yeah. a chess match. I'm going to do it. I might afterwards. I'm like, oh my god! But in the moment, you do okay, at least for me. But the only time I was really concerned was I was zero for three with water sources. Ooh. I went to one water source, dry as a bone. Went to another water source, dry. Okay. I mean, yeah, I was doing yeah. the right thing. Water source number three, dry. And I I was actually getting the cotton. I actually had the dry heaves at one point. Oh, So I, I was a little concerned. And um, I'm not one to ask for help right away. It's plus and minus, but that's another story in itself. And I saw a young couple. I said, hey, uh, what's the water situation like? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's nothing in the canyon. Okay, thank you. Now, if I was smart, I would have asked them for water right away. Yeah. But no one ever accused me of being smart. <laughs> and th- this is in the um, water pocket fold and muley twist, which I think the Hey Duke might go through yeah, as well. I, I, there, there's some overlap for sure. Yeah. So, And I, I saw their four-wheel drive van. It's a dire wolf on the van, by the way. I what remember. does that mean? Uh, I guess it's a Game of Thrones reference. Oh, I, I've never actually watched it. I'm embarrassed to say. Or, or it could be a Grateful Peter Dead. Uh, they could be into the Grateful Dead. Peter Peter Dinklage, Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Exactly. Okay. So, this um, goes saying that at Thanksgiving talent show at my family's house, by the way. I, that's the Wonderful. only thing I know. Yeah. So I get at this road. Thing. There was another water source about half a mile away, but my luck was really bad. So says, you know what? I'm just going to hope this van, four-wheel drive van comes out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my pride aside and just flag him down. Yeah. And worst case is the national park. I can get water somehow. And they came out. I flagged them down. And I'm like, do you have water? <laughs> and they said, oh, we were taught. We felt so bad. So one of your first questions was of the, what the water situation was like. So they were, they were thinking about that. And yeah. I must have chugged um, a full gallon of water right then and there. What? I mean, I was just so. I had it parched. Parched. And. I carry it was like in a, the Three Amigos. That's, that's serious. That's that's like getting to be a serious situation. That was the only time in my entire wow. hiking career. I mean, I've had adrenaline rushes over the years with lightning or you yeah. know something startles me, but this is the only time I was ever really truly concerned. Wow! And as I said, I was zero for three. I was doing the right thing, but how can you can, how can you plan for that? Now yeah. there was a fourth water source, a quarter of a mile to half a mile away. Maybe there would have been water there. Yeah, and it was a national park at that point. So was it a 
particularly hot day, or was it just you were just um, out average of... warm day? Okay, I mean it was it was beautiful weather this fall in Utah. The locals kept on telling me. And what about alkaline water? Like I know, so I did the stretch from Hanksville to Escalante, uh, mostly on the Hayduke. We did take a side route or two, and we definitely encountered alkaline water in that stretch. Oh yeah, there was some. You know, it has that like. Um, tangy taste. I don't know how to describe it. It's hard to acidic, describe. Acidic, tangy. Definitely. What, right what happens if you drink alkaline water? Some people, nothing. Some people aren't affected by it at all. Other people get gastrointestinal distress, D-Lo. Hmm. And I, I tend, it depends on how alkaline the water is, but what, I... What does that mean, alkaline water? Um, so most, I can visualize it, but I yeah, don't really it, know what it is. It's just the pH. Most, most yeah, water... I see. Yeah, most water is, is pretty close to neutral, and right. al- alkaline is just more alkaline, basic. Think alkaline batteries. So yeah. a, almost it's battery water. The, the great I've never thing, though, eaten is it, alkaline batteries, so I don't no, know. No, but I mean, same it's acidic. Yeah. People pay... Or is it basic? No, it's basic. People pay premium prices for um, just slightly game. alkaline water. Like, if you go to Whole Foods, yes. you'll find it bottled. Well, come on out to Utah. Yeah, but that, that water is a cup, like another point yeah. or two more alkaline than the alkaline water they sell for health benefits. Uh, to me, it just had like an acid taste. I don't know how to describe it. No, I thought it, it was it basic. Is, it is. It's basic. Yeah. yeah. It is basic. Opposite yes. spectrum of the pH but, scale. But, but that, that taste does... The taste of acid and base can be yeah. similar. I found, like... Personally, I found at first I was like, ah, oh, this water's fine. And then I found I had to force myself to drink it. I have a full bottle, it'd be cold, and I'd be thirsty. And I just, that's I was kind of repulsed that's by That's when it. you like, got to put the purple crystal light in there with the caffeine. Yeah, I should have so flavored good. it. POD, it's interesting that you talk about the taste because when I usually do acid, I don't really think there's much of a taste to it. Yeah. Well, that's a little different. That's a different kind of acid. No. Yeah. We're, not, we're not talking about LSD? No. no. Oh, no. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, to you. sorry I, listeners. Because there was not much daylight, as much something to do at night, I would make a hot meal. Yeah. And I would just, I'd always make cocoa. That was kind of my little treat. Yeah. And I would put a lot, I put an extra packet of cocoa. I would just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only For way I sure. could drink that's it. That's one way to make the alkaline so water. I have a heartwarming story about the trip. Oh, please. Oh, Speak. tell us. Please. Yes. Tell us. Yeah. So I'm walking into Capitol Reef on the back road. There wasn't much paved road walking, by the way, but only once in a while they have to connect it by paved road. Going into Egg Canyon, I want to say. Anyway, all of these two little puppies come out of nowhere. Okay. To bite you. You ate them. <laughs> no. They're feral, feral puppies. <laughs> feral so, puppies nipping at balls. your ankles. <laughs> so I tried to shoo them away. Like, I don't want, what am I going to do with puppies? And there was a no. maintenance shed or something nearby. So I thought maybe they lived in that area. And they kept on following me. And they started whining until I picked them up. What? And one, one licked me in the face. Come on. Oh, nice. so, you got licked so, in the face by a puppy so, in the middle of Utah. Far talk off about the giving main, yourself Rose. to the journey. You gave but yourself to the taste. journey, man. So, Did you take those puppies home? Are they in your scamp oh. tonight? So I waved. <laughs> Don't finish I, the story. Just tell us the ending. <laughs> so I waved the first car down, and it had Quebec license plates and like uh, young couple. I mean, they talk like Pepe Le Pew. It's such a stereotype. Yeah. And they did not want to help. Oh, no. And they just, they okay. almost drove away. They didn't want to. The second car we that was a minivan. And um, immediately, the two daughters, I assume they were their daughters, went, oh, they're puppies. Oh, it and wasn't their puppies. Though. No. Okay. And the wife said, we got to do something. The husband just kind of rolled his eyes like, just like well, guess die. I'm about to adopt two dogs. <laughs> well, there was a town, uh, Boulder, Utah, if you're familiar. Yeah. Uh, the I'm other f- boulder. Yeah. If you're Our sister city. Our the sister real boulder. <laughs> well, I get, I, that's another story, too. I'll get there in a moment. Um, boulder, Utah, is pro- was probably 10 miles away in a car. That's nothing. 
on foot. I didn't want to go back there. So they took the puppies. Um, there was like a coffee shop bakery. Wait, wait, wait. They t- you were walking down the road with two puppies in your arms? They were tired. He does it all the time. <laughs> they, I, actually had two pu- I actually had two puppies in my arms because they were tired and they were whining and... I felt so bad. Because you're walking down the road with puppies in your arms. Why does People this are coming you? down this dirt road. I've seen and there's P-Max this, like, walking with puppies. He's just like, stra- like dirty, scraggly looking out. dirty Superhero. guy. He's all tanned. He's got like two puppies in his arms and he waves at you. Please stop. And they're like, Creeper, just, Creeper, keep take going. Take these puppies from me. <laughs> and they're like, no, just keep driving. Don't. They, what you, well, look the, at that guy. He's crazy. But they did. They, che- they turned around. They brought it to the coffee shop where right away the woman... I. Uh, Boulder's not a very big town, to say the least, but there was somewhere relatively local, which in that park could be an hour away. There's a humane society the woman knew about. Oh, so they got put to sleep. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Well, I, I, <laughs> why? Why would you say or that? Sure. That is not okay, What else happened? What? But, but in Boulder, that was the... F- so have you been to Escalante or Boulder? I've recently? been to Boulder. I've been to Escalante. Fairly recently? Well, it was in 2013. Well, okay, because I was there last in 2012, just when the recession was ending. Yeah. And it hadn't changed since 2005, 2010, 2001, other years I've been there. Right. 2017, there's an organic grocery store now. Did you notice all the Everett Roofs references all yeah. over that town? They've embraced him. Oh, yeah. It's cha- in Boulder, Utah, I went to grab breakfast. The owners were nice, but it was like... It could have been a Boulder, Colorado breakfast place. They had like poached eggs with fennel and you know what? fair trade coffee. And everyone in there is giving it in the stink guide. Like they're all wearing the Patagonia down sweaters. And in, in Utah, Boulder, Utah, Boulder, Utah, this really nice breakfast place. I think those people were from the actual Boulder, yeah. Colorado. Well, and they've been transplanted over there. Well, here's the thing: they got lost. They got confused. <laughs> they <laughs> took <laughs> a wrong turn because they can't actually they were su- use a map. <laughs> there were Subarus out in this place too, but they're all looking at me. I'm thinking to myself, hmm. you know, a few months ago, I'm going to give a talk on this Utah walk, and all those people giving this thing, they're going to come up to me after the show and say, "Oh, I love Utah. You really inspired me to blah blah blah." <laughs> and as I'm thinking, you're the same jackasses who thought I was a homeless person, wondering why I'm eating poached fennel eggs in this breakfast. Place. That's right, man. Those D Lo, that's uh, you. What kind of homeless person eats poached fennel eggs? Yeah, yeah. But the, I have to say, the owners were super nice. Okay. Especially, it's funny. I have a smartphone, you know, because I have the GPS, so I P- quickly P- check D- email. Do we need to move on to the next credit segment? card? But anyway, it's, you could say yes. I'll, I will I just did. say, make yeah. up your own routes. It's a great thing to do. Don't worry about the acronyms. If you're experienced backpacker and you're comfortable, yeah. just make your own journey and embrace it. Make your own journey, and the journey might end up making embracing you. you. I, I don't know. If you uh, embrace P-Max, the, can people, if you do you have photos journey. posted anywhere? Oh, yes. Go to my website. Pmags.com. Uh, Pmags.com, and look for WASU, and you'll find it. Excellent. All right, we have to go to break. When we come back, <laughs> we're going to talk about trips. We're going to talk. We're going to do a conservation interview, and we're going to have a trail tip from Pmags himself. Oh, I better think of one. Yeah, That's you better right. go on the. All right, trail show. When we back. come back. I know it was you, Polly. You sold out the family and you broke a heart. That is why I, Al Cappuccino, don't listen to the trail show. Just forget about it. 
<laughs> He's making me an offer I can't refuse. <laughs> Thank you, Brew, oh, for man. the great promo. That, was, that was very good. Keep uh, them coming. That was Al Cappuccino. My, my guinea heart just rejoices. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk. Uh, okay, so for conservation interview this month, we're going to take a different tact. That's right. And we're going to talk about if we have plans to do trail maintenance this summer. It's almost summer. It's getting there. And, and maybe <sighs> what our goals are or yeah. what we'd like to do this summer as far as you know, maintaining and, and helping keep trails trails. Yeah. So, P.U.D., let's start with you. Well, in addition to the now two segments that Disco and I maintain on the Colorado Trail. Hey, now. I think I would like to do some work with the Colorado 14ers Initiative. See, I think I'd like to haul some rocks and dig out some water bars at like 13.8, you know? Yeah. Talk about getting some strong lungs. I think that'll do it. So, how do you, can you just go on their website and volunteer yeah. from there? Yeah. Uh, see, uh, Colorado, for CF, Colorado 14ers. Mags, do CFI, you know? CFI. I was saying volunteers for Outdoor Colorado often will work with CFI, among other trail groups. Yeah. yeah. So that's worth checking out, too, if you want to do 14ers work. Okay. They, they come in as shock troops is the best way of describing. They'll get yeah. 100 people out for a weekend at the VOC. Like a mega. A mega. And they'll, I, I've actually not on a 14er. Whoa. Wow, that was mega loud. Sorry. If you remember, um, if you go to Silverthorne, uh, Buffalo Peak, I worked on that with the VOC a few years back. Oh, that's cool. And it, it, they'll just work with different groups, and CFI is one of them we'll yep. work with. Quite was a bit. that a CFI project? No, this was a 14er. I Buffalo ah, Peak. Right, but, right, right. But right. they will have 14er. A friends of mine did Pike's Peak through the VOC. Okay. Example. So it's a really great way to, and you get to camp where you're normally not allowed to camp as well. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, just a quick shout out I met a woman, another woman named Bobby hey in now. Salida. I was out just walking. B O B B I. I was walking on the bike path with my granny walkers on. And I walked by this this woman and her, I think her boyfriend, and people I'd never seen before. And she was like, wait, P.O.D.? And I was like, yeah. And the, it, I, you know, you always go into that like, oh, sh- I know this person. Like, I can't remember who they are. Can't remember their name. And she was like, oh, no, I listened to the trail show. And um, anyway, she But you didn't say anything. How did she know? She says she, I think she follows the Instagram or Facebook or something. So she had seen pictures of okay. me. Okay. And so anyway, she works for the, she used to work for the Southwest Conservation Corps. And the summer she's doing the CFI. So yeah. I talked to her about that too. So. She going to get you on a project? So yeah, maybe CFI and Colorado Trail. Those are my goals this summer. Okay. Dilo? Uh... Well, since I, I can't really get that far away, my kids are too weak to do any real trail work. So Put them to work, God. I think what might be up their alley is like picking up some litter around town. Hey, plogging. Plogging or pliking. Pliking. P.S. Um, Matt Rispoli, Rispoli from Deuter. He's a Deuter ambassador. Um, he is going to send us some plogging bags. So What's that we plogging? Can... So we can pick up litter? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. He uh, has the blog spot liveandletwander.com. So that's yes. actually something that, in all seriousness, I could do with one sure. five-year-old and one two-year-old yeah. with little bags. We could walk along bike paths that are near our sure. house and pick up trash and put them in bags and then throw it away. That's yeah. kind of cool, yeah. actually. Yeah. 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 Be easy. Get the next generation invested yeah. in the outdoors. Yeah. yeah. Mags, what about Magpie? you? I try to do every year um, equivalent of work week with trail work. That's always my yeah. personal goal. And in fact, the reason why I quit work, my day job, was because I was going to do three days of trail work, and it was a last minute yeah. production emergency. And I had to and give you couldn't up, go. I had to give up three days of trail work for three hours of Saturday evening work. Oh, and that was one of the catalysts. Oh. 
to my walkabout. But <laughs> that's my personal goal every year. I've been up yeah. till this past year. I've been able to stick to it, where I try to give a week's worth of trail work um, every year. Where do you think you'll head out this summer? Uh, I do it whatever available in Colorado. Yeah. You think? Um, good chance, or wherever it may wind up. I'm going to oh. my, my my family keeps saying when you coming back east. So who knows? Maybe I'll do some trail work in New England while I'm out there. Or oh, cool. Somewhere in the uh, Appalachians. Maybe or... you'll do some tick eradication in <laughs> Connecticut. We need, oh, be, we need tick eradication. I don't know how you do that, but I don't think we you can. need it. There's not uh, yeah, it. Exactly. you can't. That's the problem. But yeah, so hopefully... I w- it could I... just be a tick magnet. <laughs> <laughs> or a chick magnet. Well, you got... Am I right, ladies? <laughs> Am I right, ladies? You yeah, a, a short, bald, <laughs> middle-aged guy. That's you everyone's have, dream. You do have that hair sweater that the ticks can just crawl up into and, you know, burrow in. They wouldn't find your skin. <laughs> so I actually, wow. same, I with actually you, same with you D-Lo Same with you D-Lo on, on mar- My hair sweater is nothing compared to Mag's I have like a merino wool hair sweater It's true He's got like a Angora I, Angora <laughs> he, he almost, It might almost be like llama wool type yeah. of thing you know? it's Out like, of order it's you're intense. bald Do you have a hair sweater? Is oh wow oh. there's some laughter coming from the Uh oh Or is it just like back hair? You got like a gorilla back? Is that I, what it is? I don't know. You call it an expert opinion. I yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Give us a second, Max. Well, getting off the hair shirt, I hope to do a week's worth of uh, trail work this okay. year. So okay. I think, I think it's really important as outdoors people, we give back however we can. Triple O, what about you, man? Any any thoughts about this summer's... Are you going to be working on that, that forest on the back there? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we need to do some trail work on you, man. I don't I don't know. Um, I haven't really thought too much about it. One of my goals this year was to get people who have never hiked out to hike. So sure. um, it's not directly trail work, but I'd like to at least take as many as I can find and maybe on some sort of hardcore for them adventure so they can really feel like challenged out there. But uh, I am excited that now that I live in Colorado that I'm closer to more opportunities to do good work. So, well, dude, yeah. you're going to have to come out with PD yeah. and I. We yeah, got Get two, me out there. two short sections of the Colorado Trail and we need to do work on both. So Let me know. Yeah. Mags yeah. joined us last summer. Yeah. It's on our Actually, our inaugural uh, yes. work trip on our first it's section. It's a lot of fun. That's right. Trail yeah. work is a wonderful way to see a well-known trail. In a different light. In a different light, yeah. Yeah. It's good to and get And then back. we can take care of that other problem you got. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's, what's that, the lack of coffee in this household? <laughs> that is a problem. Um, yeah. yeah so, so for me, yeah, it's going to be definitely two, uh, two Colorado trail work trips. I, last summer, I got out to Idaho for a week of trail work on the Idaho Centennial Trail, which was very rewarding because I learned things about crosscut saws that I didn't know were possible. This summer... Pardon me, I'm not too sure I'm going to get out to Idaho again, but I'm definitely going to be on the Colorado Trail. I'm actually planning to take the chainsaw recertification, which I used to have, and it expired, and now I'm going to get an opportunity to do it again. So I'm pretty stoked on that. And actually, one of the sections we maintain is not in wilderness areas, so chainsaws are allowed. Although, I don't own a chainsaw, so it's just been oh. easy to just go out and hike. We don't really need one. No, nah, we don't. We Well, we haven't had a, a tree big enough that... It would have been helpful. It, so it seems like there's blowdowns after a microburst or yeah. a storm. That's when yes. chainsaws seem to come in handy. Yeah, but even but the, we did clear a giant tree with like, a hand chainsaw, and yeah. I almost passed out. Yeah, it, t- it took like forty five <laughs> minutes to clear. It did. Yeah, but anyway, so cool. Well, very good. We're we're gonna get out there this summer. All right, in one way, shape, or form. 
There you go, people. Be inspired. Go do something. Hey, let's do trail tip. P Mags, you got a trail tip today? I do. So I get, often get asked, where do I find these oddball wilderness areas I go to? Like, how do you find it? And I always tell people, look at a map, you know, like a benchmark atlas or similar. Find the green spots, then research it. it it's not that. Yeah, it's not. It's but not you know, people just size. people are just blown away. Well, how'd you find this wilderness area? You're like, well, I opened up my gazetteer and I saw it. <laughs> then go to Google. Google's your friend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't be. Well, I get some training days. Don't be afraid to research. Um, just look. If something grabs you, just look into it and open yourself up to the adventure. Okay. And so find the green spot on the map and research it. That's my trick. Then tip. open yourself up to the adventure. If Give you... yourself to the map. And let the adventure the map will... That's right. take you away. <laughs> and I, will, I will just say a follow up. Summit Post is oh, really. Play good. the music again. Summit Post. Follow up. I'm saying once you find the green spot, Summit Post almost always has um, some great information about the wilderness area or mountain range, etc. All that screaming reminds me of Kentaro Walks Japan. Oh, what a fantastic segue. Let's go into it. All right. Yeah, let's do our media review. Okay, okay. this, This media review... Like, it blew my mind, people. Okay, so what we reviewed this month was a supposedly a hiking documentary called Kentaro <laughs> Walks <laughs> Japan. He did walk. Kentaro Walks Japan. Walking and hiking are different. And this movie is available for free on YouTube, which is where we found it. It's just over an hour. We'll post a link. Uh, it was from a this guy's 2004 walk from the bottom of Japan to the top of Japan. And... I thought it was going to be a hiking documentary, but I don't think it was. Um, and I would actually, I developed a new name or a new name for a genre. I think that this movie falls in, and I think it would be called a commentary, which is a comedy slash documentary, because it's definitely not a hiking documentary like anything I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. Let's let's open this up to discussion because I don't quite know how to talk about Kentaro Walks Japan. I will say this. The reason I the quick backstory. The reason I know about this movie is because when we hiked the TA, we stayed with our good friend Heaps in Auckland, New Zealand. And Heaps had this movie, shout out Heaps. Heaps had this movie at his house. He wanted us to watch us. There was just no time. Fast forward to a couple months ago, we were in this very room out of order, interviewing Fidget Neon. And I asked them, hey, do you guys know about George Megan and his book, um, The Longest Walk? And isn't it isn't it Meacham or is it Megan? Megan. Is it? Was it spelled with a C-H? It's M-E-E-G-H-A-N. Oh, G-H. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. confused. Yeah. So anyway, of course, Fidget Neon knew about George Megan because Megan was the first person to do what they're doing now, which is to walk from the bottom of South America to the top of North America. So the connection is that our friend Heaps from New Zealand, he did a walk across Japan, and he actually went up Mount Fuji with George Megan's daughter, Ayumi. Oh. And Ayumi is prominently featured in Kentaro Walks Japan. So it's there's like this weird connection. And yes. I actually just read I just read The Longest Walk by George Megan. And he did this walk in the late 70s, early 80s. And it's incredible. 
if you can find the book, check it out. It will take you a while to read it. It sounds like you were just kind of like giving yourself to the signs. I, I was. And, and then, then in return, the signs gave you this yeah. documentary. Oddly enough, I got a text from Heaps on my birthday, which happened at the end of February. And he asked me again about, have you seen Kentaro Walks Japan? And then he referenced going up Mount Fuji with Ayumi. George Megan's daughter, and I finally put this all together. I was like, wait a minute, all these people, I was like, okay, we must watch Kentaro Walks Japan. Mm-hmm. And and then we watched it. Wait, 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 wait. So you gave yourself to all these all the text signs. messages and all these different all these connections signs. and all these signs. It's like, al- and, it's like the and now And now the, the trail show is about to give itself to you <laughs> and tell you about Kentaro Walks okay. Japan. Okay. Max. Are they no? They're no longer together. I take it. I don't know that. Okay, we have no idea. Yeah, fair enough. So, in the movie, George Megan's daughter Ayumi is the girlfriend of Kintaro, who is what's his real name? Do we know? We do. His real name is James McNevin. Ah, Kintaro. Is I'm much, sorry, Tyler McNevin. Much cooler name. And, and here's what I'll say. I'm glad you asked what his name was, and I'm glad that you made a point of referencing the fact, even if you didn't do it on purpose, that you didn't know what his real name was. No, I had no idea. Most people don't, because we didn't really get to know Tyler McNevin in this movie. We got to know his alter ego, Kintaro. To, to be True fair. True disco. Yes. <laughs> disco, Princess of Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, to be fair, Demon. I mean... I know, but like I feel like well, I, I cheated because that's an old family nickname. That's true. That's true. You're just close. But I feel like when I'm on the show, you're actually getting the honest me. I mean, sure, it's my trail name, but it, it's who I am. I feel like on this this hiking documentary, like we got this alter ego persona of Tyler McNevin called Kentaro, and we actually never got to know Tyler. I have no idea who he is. So a quick the the fastest internet search for Tyler McNevin. Tyler McNiven yeah. Kintaro yields a Wikipedia page which has the single sentence, Tyler Kingsley McNevin is an American filmmaker and reality television contestant. Yeah, and we'll get to the reality thing after. I know nothing fact. about the so reality. There, I didn't research what happened after. because <laughs> yeah. So I used my, my techie skills. I, made, I ripped a copy and downloaded my laptop for watching when I didn't have a connection. Okay. So I wasn't able to research after like I normally would do. Okay. Yeah. But let's talk about this movie because it left me perplexed. It left me dumbfounded. It left me speechless at times. And it left me wondering why did he yell so much during the movie? Well, he's (laughs) 20. He's sound is barbaric yop. Okay. He's 24. He's full of exuberance. A 24 year old should be full of exuberance. And he's roughly our age. Yeah, but the yelling's still strange. Because uh, he, no I hiked, Max, he was high on life. I hiked if, the AT with a whole bunch of 24-year-old guys, and nobody was doing that. Was there a lot of yelling? No. Okay. I didn't think it was... I think it was exuberant. He's by himself. and As you said, maybe he's part of the persona. And yeah. I'd be curious to see what he'd be like now, 14 years later. I felt like the bulk of the movie was staged. Oh, absolutely. Like the thing when he's crossing. I'll just say it, man. Oh. I, I feel like almost, I'd say 80% of the movie was staged. I, I caught that when he's crossing the bridge. Yeah. And I notice he doesn't have his pack on. It, we noticed the same thing. I'm like, this is totally staged. The other, my other question is who was filming him the whole time? Yeah, who filmed when he's running across the bridge? I mean, I assume. I think, that, I think he set up his camera. And I will say. Uh, no, there, there's times when the camera's moving as he's moving. Yeah, that's true. I do think a lot of it was staged, but I think a lot of it was staged for the purpose of communicating his experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't doubt that. But the the bridge thing really, 
uh, I don't want to say bother me, but that yeah. seemed really there's stage as in I'm going to set up a camera to show me walking across the bridge. Then there's stage like okay, I'm going to poach this bridge, yeah. wink, wink, nudge, nudge, when everyone knows ahead of time what he's actually doing. Do you remember the dream sequence in Big Lebowski? Yes, where he's going under the legs of the different women in, on the bowling lane. Yeah, yeah. So I've never seen a hiking documentary where there's these like pseudo dream sequences, but I want to mention briefly that um, during Kentaro Walks Japan, we saw um, a fictional dream sequence. We saw a geisha sequence. We saw a Yumi Blossom <laughs> dressed as a geisha. We saw <laughs> we saw a Yumi Blossom sequence where these weird flowers are coming up. We saw. And a Yumi and Kentaro embrace blossom sequence. We saw a scream sequence when he was walking through the tunnel, also staged. And we saw a bear reenactment sequence where his friends were dressed in a bear costume and they accosted him. I've never seen this level of like reenactment and odd sequences in a hiking film. It's ever. magical realism meets the hiking world. <laughs> but you, what you didn't is watch it? Wild? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, but yeah, that, that's another yeah, discussion. I, I do think Milo's still reading the book. I, I do the way. think it was I do think a lot of it was staged and I think a lot of it has to was intended to kind of support his persona. But I also think that his persona is you know, whatever percent accurate uh, representation of who he is. I think he's kind of goofy, probably, and a little, you know, just kind of silly like that. And I don't know. P.O.D., you are absolutely right. This guy is a goofball. Yeah. yeah. He's a yeah. total goofball. He's a fun guy. He's a goofball. In a good way. In a good way. He likes yeah. it. I just read the Wikipedia page while you guys were talking. I wasn't listening to you. I was reading the Wikipedia page. He wanted to go to Stanford. He had like a 4.05 GPA. He was on the varsity tennis team. He was like involved with nonprofits. He was like full on Stanford material. He didn't drink any beer in college. <clears throat> he drank no beer, whatever. But he went to Stanford and he went there with friends and family and he staged a pseudo political campaign with demonstrations and picket boards and said, uh, Tyler McNevin for Stanford student, right? Like he wanted to get into to Stanford so bad that he went there and put on this entire show on a Stanford University campus. And he was just like some high school kid who just wanted to go to Stanford. And like, I think that is... What was the result? He, he got rejected and went to UC Santa Cruz. He didn't get in, which was probably kind of sad, but he, he tried valiantly, much more so than a lot of people that probably did get accepted to Stanford. Well, you know? and in an alternate way. Yeah. I mean, we, they, they tried goofy, more on their tests. Fu- no, he did really well. He, was a, he, was, he had a 4.05 GPA. I don't know how you get over four, right? It's like... Yeah. AP classes. Yeah, but it's like... And he he crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's, and he was full on Stanford material. But he and and he went above it. He he tried to get into Stanford in his own way, and I think that's what he demonstrated in this movie was just who he is and how he lives life. And he's kind of a goofball, and that's what yeah. he likes to do. Yeah, there's like a whole genre of these books and documentaries. They are different from what we think of as through hiking. Walk Across America being the classic example. Oh, yeah. oh, the classic. Peter Jenkins. It's more of a you're walking as opposed to hiking, as we discussed during our break, I think. I forget, but yeah. it, it reminds me of that. It's an adventure. 
It's a traveling journey. It's not necessarily what we think of as a backpacking hiking trip. They have all the accoutrements of hiking and backpacking, but it's a totally different journey. Yeah. And that's what this reminded me of, walk across America in some ways. Uh, th- there were a couple things that um, I thought were pretty cool. He did some really neat time lapses in Tokyo, and he walked through Tokyo, which I feel like if it had been me, I would have... I would have done a big circumnavigation just to get around Tokyo, but he didn't. He embraced it. And the other cool thing is I feel like he learned a lot of Japanese during his his 2,000-mile walk across Japan. And that is a difficult language for an an American to learn. Yeah. I I was impressed. I think he was committed to that. I mean, that was part of the purpose of his trip. I was also impressed with his dad's crossword uh, puzzle shirt. Which oh, yeah. I don't know if you all noticed that. But I noticed yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it it's go really back. It, it's it's I'll have to it's one that. of a kind. Why, why was Tyler a goofball? <laughs> Maybe it's in the genes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, speaking of father, I thought it was so cool though about looking up where this sketch his grandmother did. That okay. that was really we, cool. We should talk about that because that's kind of like the main subplot of the movie. Is that not only is he walking across Japan, but he's got this sketch of his father's birthplace, who, who was born in Japan. But he, they don't know the name of the town. They don't know the name of this rock that's in the sketch. And it, it's just kind of happenstance that he actually finds out where this place is. And I sh- we should mention for the listeners, his grandparents were missionaries there in just Japan. after yeah. World War II. So late 40s, maybe early 50s. Yeah. And yeah, so he's got this sketch. And so one of his goals is to find this place, his dad's birthplace. I think birthplace. That, was his, that was the goal. Yeah. It was like a hike. He knew that it was in the northernmost island of Japan. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to hike all the way across Japan, get to know the culture, become proficient in the culture and the language until I get there to that north island, and then I'm going to find that spot. That was kind of the mission, right? It was also a hike across Japan, but the mission was to find that beach with those rocks. Yeah. I I thought that was really, really cool. And I think it's cool that he actually definitively found that place because of another traveler he yes. encountered now, on yeah. the journey. Now, how about that guy who told him, <laughs> like, point, he's like, oh, that picture? I know exactly where yeah, it is. Yeah, he knew exactly uh, where How it was. about that guy? Let's that talk guy about awesome. that guy. Did yeah. you see the back of his uh, push cart, though? No. It said CO2 crossed out. Ooh, oh, okay. Burning I, calories I and not fossil that. fuels. Yeah. I caught that on the back of him. He's walking away. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. oh. Well, I think... I think everyone should take a moment to watch the film because or an hour and five what, minutes. Regardless yeah. of what you what you think about it, I think it is different than any other it is. trail film and I think that alone makes it worth watching because it's yeah. different. You must get past the first ten minutes because the first ten minutes oh. you you're you're tempted to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. You're I was to turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> Especially I mean, it was like this is really cheesy, awful lifetime type crap. Yeah. I mean I miss you. My kimono is open for you. Like, what the hell is yeah. this? Oh yeah, there's some definitely some stage like, oddities. Like people <laughs> reciting haikus or something, uh, you know? Oh, one quick question. There was a scene. <sighs> there was a scene, and this might be a cultural thing. I don't know. There's a scene where there's a lot of Japanese, young Japanese, maybe preschool or early elementary school children crossing a street, and they're all wearing yellow hard hats. Why are the Japanese? Maybe they were on a field trip. And they had to have hard hats. But their school was right there. They were walking. Oh, I don't know. Uh, why were they wearing yellow hard hats? Are you against safety? I know. For children? I, I'm for, for safety, children? but I've never seen school children wear. So in the early 2000s, they're really into the village people. 
Uh, oh, oh, that's of what course. Oh, yeah. Max. Oh, Max hits the nail on the head with the hammer. All Maybe. right. So Watch it, people. Kintaro yeah, Walk Japan. We'll put a link onto the social medias and. You can watch the Golden Boy with the axe. That's right. All right. What should we do next? I don't know. I'm still like. Oh, do we go to trips? I see UFO Watchtower. So I'm, okay. I'm yeah. Let's do. Let's do trips. That's not going to take a heck of a long time. I don't know. We got mags this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> only going to say two. Okay. Very good. No, one. That's our rule. One each. Oh, no, we no. do one each. Well, let's Keep start. Them brief. You do two. We'll edit one out. Who well, wants to go it'll first? Make, it'll make sense. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I want to hear the UFO Watchtower. Yeah. Okay, I'll start then. Um, so the last month, I've, I've had uh, the sinus crud again, so I haven't been doing as much as I'd like. I've been doing some hikes on the S Mountain Trails because spring came early because winter never showed up. Um, and additionally, on my birthday weekend, we went down to a hot springs uh-huh. near Great Sand Dunes National Park. Which, there's two. Which one? Uh, the Hooper Pool. The one by the road? Yeah, it's pretty close to the no, road. No, you're thinking of a different one. You're thinking of Joyful Journey. Yeah. 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 No, this one's actually closer to the park than Joy's, Joyful oh, okay. Journey. You kind of got to know where it is. But anyway, right at the turnoff to go to the hot springs, we passed the UFO Watchtower. And I know about this place because Squatch, believe it or not, made a non-hiking film in Five called you, This Exit Only. You showed us this. Yes, at a at a Rocky's Ruck when it was back in Leadville. Yes. So one of so it was like odd roadside attractions all over the Western U.S. And um, one of the places he featured was the UFO Watchtower. Squatchfilms.com. At squatchfilms.com. Actually, I don't even think he sells this anymore. I don't know how you can get your hands on it, but anyway. He featured the UFO watchtower in the San Luis Valley, and that's exactly what it is. It's right off, right off the highway. It's just a piece of, you know, flat ground. And this lady has constructed. Um, it's it's a good ten feet above the ground. It's a metal graded platform where you can watch for UFOs. And the best part about it is that there's like this little. Um, there's like a little gift shop. The best part Un- about it, he said. <laughs> the There's gift a, shop. By the way, I'm, POD was adamant about not going in there. <laughs> I'm just really... And, and I was I mean, like, you know what I did? I was like, it's my birthday. We're going. We're do- I want to do this. We're doing it's this. It's your birthday? It's my birthday. And you're going to go to a gift shop. I'm, I'm going to go to the watchtower in the gift shop. Well, it's an important place. I mean, the 10 feet above the ground is really what's going to... Cover that last distance, the UFO that came all the way here yeah. from another planet. So what like, the, the difference? Exactly. Well, they ran out of fuel ten feet from the ground. So, so here's the best part. We we like go up to the watchtower. We're walking around. There's supposed to be two beings. There's like some vortexes that crisscross wait, on wait, the wait, property. Wait. Were you all along the watchtower? We were. We were all <laughs> along the watchtower. Thank you, Max. Yes. Um, we walk into the gift shop, and the lady that Squatch interviewed for the documentary was in the gift shop she working. She owns it. She owns the property. She's still there. Yes, but here's the best part. I immediately recognized her from Squatch's film, and I said, hey, I recognize you from my buddy's film. And she like gives me an odd look. And then I'm like, yeah, it's my friend Scott Harriet. He he made the documentary This Exit Only. He interviewed you, and she was she looked at me like kind of. She like, had no idea. She had no idea. And then I was, and then she was like, "Oh, is Stoner. he is he the guy that wrote the book?" And I was like, "No, no, no." And so, long story short, she had no recollection. <laughs> she had no recollection of doing an interview for Squatch's documentary on roadside attractions, but she's in it, prominently featured, and she's still there. So, to be fair, this is. 
13 years ago, if not longer. It is. And she also, like uh, two minutes later, she told me she had seen 27 UFOs from the property since the year 2000. Uh, yeah. There's All of this, the, the clock was ticking. The coffee POD. shop was going to close. I was like, if we miss the coffee, it, and it, this you'll one, never I, have another birthday and, you know, again. I, I was just trying to be gracious and nice. And the, the problem was I was standing facing the, the watchtower <laughs> lady, and P.O.D. was sort of behind her. She couldn't see P.O.D., but I could see her and sort of see P.O.D. out of the corner of my eye. And P.O.D. was just giving me, like, me mugs right and left. She I was, I, she was so off I was. she was just like oh. why, why because are we the here? coffee shop is gonna well, i didn't want to come well, here and, and also why did you make me come here and now you're talking to this lady close? about ufos like what are you doing disco where was the coffee she, shop that was she looked close? at me with disgust and her face i didn't say that um now you thought it though i could read your thoughts <laughs> um the coffee shop i don't remember somewhere up there monte vista no it's in moffat oh yeah it was moffat in ah. yeah and you knew it was going to close at four. Yes, yes. But I knew. And he's we were, like, we "Oh, really? Oh, my mom's seen a couple of UFOs over in South Carolina. Let's talk about this. Oh, you wrote a book. Let's look at that. Let's look at every page no, in detail. No. But it's his birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday. Come have, on. You should indulge him. I did once. A oh, year. I indulged him. No, we don't need on. the aliens. Anyway, <laughs> brown <laughs> chicken, brown cow. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know what she's talking about. Anyway, me neither. The UFO Watchtower. If you if you're ever going down to see to Great Sand Dunes National Park. Do some research. You can actually find it at ufowatchtower.com. And ask the lady about the They movie. have a website. Maybe she'll go get it. And ask her about Squatch's documentary because she'll have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I haven't who's really, next? I haven't really done any trips either. I've just been hanging out with Disco and taking care of him while he's been sick. Uh, come on. You've I done have. some trips. I haven't really done anything. You've been running all over the place. <laughs> That's not really a trip. Um, but I did come to Boulder this weekend. I went dancing. Hey, um, now. <laughs> And dance with. I need some salsa music. I dance with a whole bunch of dudes that are real short. And uh, what? Yep. They were swarm. I was there too. This is out of order. <laughs> they were swarming around POD. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow. they found a new guy. Like, this it was is the one for us. Yeah. It was pretty funny. <laughs> was this the Avalon? Yeah. And so there's. Ah. Um, I've, that's yeah, that's I danced, been a long place for salsa dance. I danced okay, okay. Uh, with okay. with lots of people actually. It was really really fun. But I, there was one guy in particular that kept doing like as the night progressed, kept doing like tighter and tighter and closer and closer dancing. You uh oh, know? I'm gonna have to and, go monitor uh, next time. Yeah, his face was like right at nipple level. You know, <laughs> I was out bowling last night while she was getting seduced yeah. by. <laughs> I was not getting seduced. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was so. not seductive. No. <laughs> Anyway, Keeping but it was really fun. Family. It was really fun. Had a great time. Okay. That's pretty much all I've done for trips. D-Lo. Well, now, right, there so was an uh, obscure reference to you were going to go out of the country and then ended up hiking or something. No. No. So two okay. weekends ago, <laughs> I, uh, I was supposed to go to New York for my nephew's bar mitzvah. For our listeners who are not aware of what a bar mitzvah is, it's when a Jewish boy turns 13, he becomes a man. It's a big ceremony. It's a big deal. We've been... Preparing for this bar mitzvah for weeks. The boys got haircuts. They had nice shirts. They could tuck them in. I cut my hair. I had a suit. We were like, Whoa. we were ready to go. We're, it, it's, it was a big deal. So we get up four in the morning, looking to get on the road at five in the morning. Flight's delayed another hour. Okay, no problem. Hmm. We're up already. We can't go back to sleep. All right. 
well, I know that there's a nor'easter coming into the New York City because I read about it the night before when I was up too late, like usual. Bomb cyclone. It was. It was the second bomb cyclone. And so they hadn't canceled the flight yet. So we all get in the car. We pile into the car. We drive to the airport. We get out of the car. Flight's not canceled yet. We walk into the airport, find the, find the terminal, walk up to the teller machine. Wendy puts her credit card in there. Flight's canceled. <laughs> not really that funny. Because it's like, why did it have to happen after you drove? Uh, like, you're right. You know? You made the like drive. Like 45 minutes, 40 miles. I drove 45 minutes, 40 miles at 6 in the morning. Flight's canceled. Okay, great. So we putz around the airport for a little bit. The best part about having to schlep all the way out to the airport to have it be canceled is that my five-year-old didn't blame it on us. Oh, right? Okay. He's like, we get there. He's like, I don't care about the storm. I want to go to my, my cousin's bar mitzvah. And it's like, no, nobody can go to New York City today because they stopped all the flights because it's too windy. The weather is too bad. Like, flights are going to come in there, and they're going to crash, and people are going to die, and they don't want that. Sorry, we can't go. <laughs> so we went home. I took him to school. And the best part was that we were able to leave the two-year-old at our house with the child care assistant mm. because the girl that comes to our house for child care was there with the child care assistant. And Wendy and I went on a hike. Hey, now. And we hiked all the way up to Green Mountain. Okay. And neither of us have done much hiking. Lately, because I just kind of putz around in my yard and dig holes. No, you know? <laughs> I've never heard and of ride that. my bike around town. You know, I don't do much hiking. And so we hike all the way up to just before the top of Green Mountain. But I kind of had to get back to pick my son up from school at 240 sharp. So we stopped two tenths of a mile below the top and walked back down the way we came. And then when we got back down to a trail junction, we took a different way around. Wait a minute. You didn't summit? No. Then the hike did, doesn't count. It didn't I'm matter. sorry, Dilo. I've been up it's there before. It was a nice hike. But it's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's not, yeah. <laughs> and, but the best part about not summiting was we could hike the best part about this little hike in Boulder, which was the kind of the, the, the little turn below Green Mountain through the nice deep forest, tall, mature, old-growth trees. Yeah. And then we came down through some gnarly stretches that were made easier because we had yak tracks, traction devices on the snow. Oh, geez, man. Yeah. Snow- so my, my, wife and I, my wife and I went out for a hike together for, I think it was close to three and a half hours. Nice. And uh, all the while, our son was at our house being cared for by someone else. It was pretty cool. All right, who's next? Mags, what do you got? So I was told to keep it short, so I will. Okay. <laughs> so I'll, put in, I'll do it two parts. One's a quick plug. Okay. I got to say, Texas State Parks are awesome. They're inexpensive, great camping, some beautiful areas. Okay. Second largest canyon in the United States, Texas State Park, hmm. Palo Doro. Caprock Canyon have a, a herd of a, almost 100 free-range bison. Now, we're not talking about free-range bulldogs or free-range cattle, right? Actual bison. Okay. Are, are, the, okay. are these feral bison? No, they're free-range. No, free-range. Free range. Okay. Just really great. The Big Bend National Park next door. Oh, yeah. Big Bend State Park. So I got to give props to Texas State Parks. Right on. So what's, ever, what's the difference between free-range and feral? I think feral is domesticated. They got in, 
kind of went loose. And how how yeah. is that different from free range? Weren't they initially domesticated? No, this introduced? is according to the rangers. There, yeah. this is part of the original herd. Um, way back when, the the one herd throughout the plains got cut off main products of the railroad. And I think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is remnants of that herd that got cut off. In the so south. the white man didn't kill all the buffalo. No, they did not. Oh, okay. Bison, not all buffalo in Bison. Europe. What did you say? Buffalo are in Europe. Oh. Oh. So why do we call them buffalo in the United States? Colloquial. Because we're wrong. Because we're just wrong. But mm. I, anyway, props to Texas State Park. We're just wrong. So I, my <laughs> most recent trip, which I got back from today, yeah, I went to the newly opened Sabacino Wilderness Area in New Mexico. Okay, where the hell is this place? I've never even heard of it. 75 miles east of Las Vegas, 50, Nevada. 50. 50 miles east of Las Vegas, Nevada. New Las Mexico. Vegas, New Mexico? New Mexico. Yes. Did okay. I say so, Nevada? So this, yes. is, so yeah. this no, was declared a wilderness area in 2009, <laughs> but there was no public access until November of 2017. What do you do when there's no public access to the wilderness area? And this is really cool because... What do you do? Because this is on the high plains, but they're deep canyons. It's amazing. (laughs) And the other cool thing, this shows um, a great combination of different organizations, public, private, state governments working together to open our public lands. Mm -hmm. And I get to give massive props. The backcountry um, hunters and anglers are really leading the charge for it. Oh, cool. Uh, how uh, how uh, do you get there when it's not uh, open to the public? Dude, why are you talking like a great grandparent? I don't know. I just tried. <laughs> <laughs> did anybody notice my hands? I did. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really no, up but high. They're up high. <laughs> Being very serious, I think the, the hunters and anglers are really good allies. Yeah. And we certainly need them in the backpacking community. And this was great proof. Um, they really led the charge for it. It's just a beautiful, beautiful area. Are there hiking trails back there? Uh, undeveloped. It's essentially an old Jeep road. Okay. And, and there's some great wildlife through there. There's a Barbary sheep, which are introduced from North Africa into, you see them all throughout New Mexico and Arizona pockets. What? Yeah, they were introduced for hunting many, many years ago, and they kind of adopted to the uh, mountainous terrain. Tell, tell yeah. us about the hiking you did there. What were the hiking trails? Like? So it's an old Jeep track like? um, just through the canyon. It would have been a great backpacking destination if I had known better. I want to go back there. Sure. goes all the way to the Canadian River. There's a place called um, Mills Canyon in the Kiowa grasslands that connects to it, so you can make a really nice mega backpack. Mega loop. And even though it's the high plains here, there's these massive, impressive canyons. There's some great fishing there if you're into that. There's plenty of water. Okay. I saw some kitty tracks. I don't know if they were a bobcat or a mountain lion. Um, there are definitely very big tracks, though. Um, there's feral horses. I thought from the ranching days. Free range are there any feral, feral pit bulls? No, oh, you missed okay. that. Oh, we've, we've already asked it. <laughs> and what's the eye. difference between feral and um, uh, Dilo? We've already been over this. Come on, man. And there's only one access point officially. Um, is so it a road or what is it? A trailhead? It's a. It is a trailhead now. It's a ranch. It was a land swap of the BLM and some private land purchase as well. It's not quite twenty thousand acres in size, and it's a a two wheel drive car can get there if they go slowly. Yeah. Do not go there if it rains; you'll yeah. get stuck. Oh, it's muddy. Yes. Okay. And it, again, it's only been open since November of twenty seventeen. Max, Max, where did you stay when you were there? <laughs> I stayed in my. Uh, well, we'll get into that in a later segment. I think. Will we? Okay. It, Will we? Sure. Oh, I thought you Oh, could. yeah, yeah, we will. Uh, okay. The Scamp Life. Uh, yeah, the, deal. Oh, scamp that's, life. A, that's a yeah. new segment on yeah. the trash. Yeah, it's called. <laughs> We're going to have Mags like, call in when he yeah. leaves us. Scamping with Mags. Scamping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I camped it's on a, the It's rim. a website, too. Scampingwithmags.com. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> Scamp so life. I stayed on the rim, and yeah. um, I don't know how many miles away. I went three or four um, hours into the canyon. Hmm. So it was probably a good 12 or 13 miles round trip. Oh, that's cool. And it was just, oh, it's incredible. I want to go back there. Right? I want to go there. Yeah, I, I, I saw out. some hunters. They yeah. actually flew in. I, don't, I forget from where, but they actually flew into Denver. Uh, and they rented a hmm. car, a Jeep, rather. Just to go to this new wilderness Because area? they wanted to get there before it gets hunted out. I mean, it's only been oh open since gosh. November. It ain't going to get hunted out for a while. I, I'm just repeating. They had um, huh. a certain part of the country accent. Oh, you see? No, that's that's Bill Cosby accent. By the way, yes. just a uh, very side note here. Do you notice all this like ad space on these foreheads right here? <laughs> wow. <laughs> a lot of forehead right Beauty, here. Beauty, that's, <laughs> that's not nice. It's not Wait, okay. Wait, what about the back hair? Should we show it's for true. all the You back guys hair? should do a back hair contest. <laughs> uh, See who's got me, the most... Or is yours in the front? <laughs> your front? Mine's more of the chest. The front hair. But being serious, it's just a great place to go, and it's a great example of what public and private and different state and federal organizations can do. We really want to tr- protect the wilderness areas. Cool. And I was really glad to get there. Right on. Triple O, anything to report, man? You've been uh, in the trenches at work? What's yeah, going on? I haven't done much other than dancing, <laughs> which yeah. doesn't really at count. The as I went snowshoeing up in Indian Peaks. First couple, snowshoe? Yeah. How was it? It wasn't bad. I got a little bit cold after a while. I bet. <laughs> and I was like, I need a better set of gloves. But uh, other than that, it was good. It was real pretty up there. What time did you get on the trail? Around 2 o'clock. <laughs> hey, that's a good time, late, actually. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a really good time. A lot of foam, P.O.D. We're in um, the Indian Peaks, Brainerd Lake, Hesse Trailhead. It was Brainerd Lake, and I was headed towards, I think, Blue Lake. Oh, that's the classic. I, I didn't yeah. quite get up there. That's a far walk yeah. in on snowshoes in the winter. It was, uh, it was starting to get dark, and I was like, mm, let's turn it around. <laughs> that's a great place to winter camp. Oh, right Excellent, on. yeah. Um, I want to do that. Next time, bring your space blanket. You could spend the night. That's right. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, we've All got right. it. We got to go to break. We're, when we come back, we've got an audio clip. We've got from pretty Wolverine. much an entire show but to do. If you just line your space blanket with pine needles, you'll be fine. Josh will be back. To the end of the trail Still I can't let go It's unnatural You belong to me Look at my new trail show koozie Ooh. <laughs> James Chapman, ladies and gentlemen That was nice and, and we should mention for $15 or more You too <laughs> can get a brand new trail show koozie I actually brought some I'm going to hand a few out right now. Oh. And while he's doing that, I'll let you know that today's show was sponsored by the Bobby Walters, who sent us a selection of cookies. Oh, a trail show koozie! They were, Bobby, they were delicious. Fantastic, Bobby. Oh, Bobby. They were good. They were, all of them She packed them in compostable containers so that... Disc, or so, so that he, D-Lo could take them home? So he wouldn't rage out. I could put them the, in the back of my biking jersey. That's right. With okay. the styrofoam peanuts. And the, and the six cans of beer and that she I'm actually take wrote, with me. She actually wrote a, a letter here. She said, uh, Dear Trail Show, 
Hope you all are well. Since it's been too for any real hiking, I've spent most of the winter baking in my new oven. And I thought I'd share some goodies with my favorite podcasters. Wow, she baked these cookies? Yes. 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 These are straight out of the oven of the Bobby Walters. That's right. Yes, they are bro. so good. Oh, my God. I sent... Pe- I'll eat 10 more. I sent peanut butter cookies <laughs> with chocolate ganache. Always a crowd favorite. I love those. Chocolate chip espresso cookies, coffee, and chocolate for afters. No wonder why I'm so wild up. And some trail mix cookies for obvious reasons. Oh, uh, the trail mix cookies! Oh my God, they're those fantastic. are incredible. They've got yeah. like, cashews they're, in them. They're all they're all great. Oh, Bobby, they're amazing. Bobby, very quick question. You don't have to answer this now. <laughs> okay. Did you make any of these cookies with marijuana butter? I don't think so. I think you'd be a Ohio. lot more mellow. We'll let her answer. We'll let her answer. Yeah. Uh, and as a little bonus, surprise, some Ethiopian coffee roasted by yours truly for out of order. Too bad he doesn't drink any coffee. I'm going to take it for myself. I like it. Um, <laughs> Cuban and Italian doesn't like I, coffee. I uh. disagree with your essentializing Cubans as coffee drinkers. We're, Cuban I culture think, is more than coffee. Yeah, P-O-D. It's the music. It's yeah. the people. It's, it's the, the food. food. Come on. Uh-huh. Come and on. It's and I the think It's Fidel Castro. And I, I, Come on. It's the it's the poets. I think it's the a lo- singers. I think a lot of Cubans would also be disappointed that you don't drink coffee. Whoa, whoa! It's getting warm in here, people. <laughs> I hope you enjoy, and thanks for the years of beers and nonsense. Much love, the Bobby Walters. Hey, thank you very much. much. Love uh, back. So, thank you for that. Also, our show is sponsored today by Bellwether Coffee. Speaking of coffee, let's just continue on this coffee theme. See how many times I can back that bus up and just keep. Rolling over out of order back over here. No <laughs> more coffee. Stop with the coffee bus. Um, so Bellwether Coffee is a coffee company that was started by Cliff Clavin. A.K.A. Um, Arno. Arno. Oh, I think about the real Cliff Clavin from Cheers. Wow. No. And uh, so he started, he used to work for Blue Bottle and he started his own coffee company, Bellwether Coffee. And he just randomly sent us some coffee samples. He sent us the Alfonso Nolasco, which was honey, baking spices, Baking spices and syrupy. It was that one was my favorite of the two. It was yeah. very, very delicious. And the other one was the Maraba, uh, which was R- Rwandan coffee, yeah. and it had surprisingly a very strong lemon flavor, which I had never, never. tasted in coffee before. Which was also really good. Yeah. I definitely like the Alfonso Nolasco better, but um, it was really cool to have such really different flavors side by side. And we got a promo from one of the engineers that works for Bellwether, and I'm going to play that right now. In Bellwether Coffee, nunca escuchamos el trail show. What did what did he say? <laughs> he said they're can big I, fans. Can I translate Huge. it? Yeah. He said Bellwether Coffee never listens to the trail show. <laughs> exactly. In Espanol. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Arno, great, thank you so dog. much, man. That was uh, it was it had just been roasted and. It was shipped via do FedEx. We, do we have any overnight. more of those samples? I'm sorry, that tonight? coffee sorry, is D-Lo, gone. That, that okay. was gone. Like kind of like half the Connecticut beers are gone. Well, here's the thing: the <laughs> coffee was shipped to us right after we recorded the last show. I wasn't okay. going to save it because why? Same thing with the beer. Because you because coffee would take not willpower. Like, coffee, <laughs> no, because coffee is not like beer; it doesn't come in a can, That's so you true. have to. You know, you want it to be fresh, that's and there's true. a certain window of when it's at its peak. Okay. And because it's a, a coffee bean that's roasted with such integrity, I didn't want to just, like, store it and let it dry out and then have it not have any floral bloom when we brewed it. So, hey, yeah, come on. Do you, it. 
I have some Nescafe in my camera trailer. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> really, man? Nice. I'm oh, sure well, with you. Tomorrow morning, I'll come out to your trailer, which is parked in front of my house, <laughs> and you can fire up that propane stove in your 1976 trailer, and we can sit in your trailer as the sun shines down and my son yells for me to come get him out of his bed, and we can sip the Nescafe... <laughs> And it'll be beautiful. It'll be just, it'll be a like, moment it'll be of just like we're out like 50 miles from the nearest town at the end of some dirt road at overlooking the edge of a brand of new wilderness area overlooking the canyons of New Mexico. And yeah, it's not even Nescafe. It's the generic version from King Supers. My gosh, Paulie. That's actually less bitter than the Nescafe. Paulie, it sounds um, just beautiful. And just so you guys know, there's actually a few <laughs> bellwether coffee companies in the states so if you google it it's bellwether w-e-t-h-e-r bellweathercoffee.com and if you just if you want clarification it's the one out of berkeley california berkeley beauty so, so thank you Arno, you for that that was amazing siren or something no. what happened <laughs> dilo didn't hear it his hearing he has headphones on how many hours a day dilo like eight hours every day five days a week i listen to nothing but death metal at about 11 <laughs> little rage on the, he, just, on the dial. he just listens to back on the trail on a loop <laughs> for eight hours <laughs> Pat Axel Dixon. and then i anyway, leave thank you arno yeah. thank you bobby walters thank you bellwell other coffee. Gracias al no sé quién fue que nos mandó el mensaje. Hey, why don't we check in with the beer? Let's do check in with the beer since we're you got any music? taking care of business. Uh, yeah, I, got, I got some music. I could use another beer. Okay, here. Yeah, oh. hey, hey, let's crack a bit. P.O.D.'s like using the cooler as her, her desk. Come here. on, P.O.D. Let me no, read about my butt's so big it's spilling off the couch onto the other side. Sorry. Connecticut beers from Trail Show VIP Jenny D of Connecticut. JD. Nine different beers from four different breweries and hard cider from New York. The Whiskey Wit and the two double IPAs from Beard Brewing Co. From Stonington, Connecticut, which is just over the border from Westerly, Rhode Island. The Trailblazer and Into the Woods New England style IPAs. And I have a big grabs to the New England style IPAs because I think that's a new school connotation that was never back in the past. The IPAs were never this way. What? Mags is cracking into the woods. From the Connecticut Valley Brewing Valley Company, South Windsor, Connecticut. The Supermarket IPA from New England Brewing Company. Oh, did anybody catch me with that snafu? No, they didn't. That's the snooper. No, because we're tuning you out like we always do. But our listeners are because they can't hear anything else but me talking right now because they've got headphones on unless they take them off and walk away from their device. All right, Woodbridge, Connecticut, New England Brewing Company. Yes, and the cool ship Saison, double secret probation, sour ale, and floresco table beer from OECO Brewing Company, Oxford, Connecticut, Craft Hard Cider, Fro Bad Seed Cider Co. out of Highland, New York. That's right. I remember that even after she tore the paper out of my hands because Highland, New York is just over the border from Connecticut. It's almost New England, people. Mags. So I got to give shout out to Into the Woods because they have hiking trivia. What? On the side of the can. My God, Paulie. Did you know there are 825 miles of the Blue Blaze hiking trails in Connecticut? How many miles? 825 Blue Blaze hiking trails. Dude, there's only like 100 miles of AT there. 
<laughs> hey, that's white that's blazing. True, man. dude. You so can spend like blue a blazing is harder. <laughs> so, my God, where does it go? <laughs> so into the woods, hiking trivia on the Maybe side. Maybe they actually have switchbacks. In hey, Connecticut. we got a letter from oh, yeah. Jenny D. Yeah, let's let's read this. All right, she says, "Dear Trail Show, we are in the midst of a brutal Connecticut winter. Mm. There are no mountains to speak of. Not even enough snow for gasp skiing." Same here. That's an old trail show reference. Okay. Yeah. The the saving grace is a rare sunny day among weeks of gray skies and cold rain. Driving home from work one evening, I decided to stop at my favorite local brewery for a pint. New England Brewing Company, by the way, Max. This is really good, Into the Woods. During the commute, I have been listening to the trail show, my favorite gear podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got my beer, sat down, and I stared blankly out the window at the suburban sprawl on the outskirts of New Haven. As my mind wanders, I think, what better way out of the doldrums than to share some of the most delicious beer uh, that Connecticut has to offer? She goes on to say, listening to your show, I am able to withstand the monotony of the corporate world. Time passes quickly until I can get on the trail. Nice. There are some hazards to listening to you guys, such as laughing so hard that you fart loudly. Wow. <laughs> Startling your appalled cubicle mate. I hope you enjoy these beers. It is my way of saying thank you for all the laughs, stories, and time you all put into this awesome podcast. Love, Jenny D. She also sent along a really great photo of herself, specifically for me, of her on a hiking trip, sitting on some rocks or something, and she was like, I totally can relate to you feeling like the dumpy cousin whenever you go hiking. Because all my friends have their cute little hiking outfits, you know, and their cute little matching things, and they look cute. Jenny D! And I'm, like, covered because of the sun and, like, insects and thinking about those sorts of things. So I always look like, you know, the dumpy cousin that everybody brought along on the hike. So she sent me a picture of her looking like the dumpy cousin. I really appreciate that, Jenny D. I want to put this up on my fridge. So I love it. So my advice to Jenny D, being as a person who lived next door in Rhode Island, yeah, and as a fugitive from the corporate world, yeah, just quit. Just bag it. Just get out. Just bag it. Take take a few months off. On the scamp life, right? Well, I was doing the Kia life up until recently. <laughs> Kia life first. But you had to graduate well, to scamp life, right? You had to start with Kia life. Should I just go into... Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Let me Hold on, hold on, hold on. But, but hold first, on. big thanks, Jenny Wait, D. This is yes, awesome beer. Jenny, thank you. And especially thank you for the, the photo. That was a nice personal touch. I'm glad to know that there's other frumpies out there, and it's not just me. And, and not frumpy, du- practical. The double IPAs yeah, but, from I mean, Beard Brewing Company... I'm in love. Send more. This Into the Woods <laughs> is really fantastic. Yeah. Really. Yep. New England style All right. IPA. Dilo. So we're going into the scamp life now? Hashtag scamp life. Okay. So let me just pre- preface, prefix this Preface? discussion. Preface, <laughs> prefix. Uh, suffix, noun, diagram, <laughs> adjective. Yeah. Okay. All those things. Let me throw all those things out before this discussion, which talks about the scamp life. And let me just say that there is a... A SUV with a trailer <laughs> parked in front of my house tonight, and I think a, a a middle-aged man is going to sleep in there. He doesn't have to. He could come in the house Megs, if he wants to. you definitely want to, man. He could come yeah. in the house well, if he I've wants to. I've heard horror stories horror about the stories. children. Yeah. He could come in my house. The children are not going to wake him up. They're just going to be hanging out with me uh-huh. at like 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. But there is a SUV with a trailer of some sorts behind it parked in front of my house and, and I'm going to knock on that trailer door tomorrow morning at 5am and just find out who's who's in there 
Who's in there? Who's in there? Hey, Leo, the best cafe. Let's yeah. go see what Mags is doing in Who's that Who's boondocking trailer. in front but of my house? At least house. you'll be able to lock the door yeah. and keep D-Lo Make and Make sure kids out. your locks are good and solid before you turn You need in. a better yeah, lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a better lock. You, you should yeah. get a better lock. So this all came about. Right. Yeah, t- life. Tell us about Scamp so, Life. So in September, I bailed out of the corporate world. Yes. I did the collegiate loop. Yeah. As kind of a warm-up. Did some show work then. Then I did the Utah Trek. This, I've wanted to do the Great American Road Trip. So I've been traveling all over the country. It's been great. The so GARP. For, the it's GARP. called the GARP. GARP. There GARP. you go. So my, my buddy, he's got a contract in England for the next two, possibly three years. The, he's an engineer designs chips. He and his wife just bought a scamp like less than six months ago. And what is a scamp? A less than 1,000. It's 900 pounds, which is really light. Oh, I didn't know they were that light. The 13 foot, it's really small. Very self-contained. It's made of fiberglass. Shower? No, no shower. It's toilet. No, sh- no toilet. It has a uh, propane stove, a okay. sink, a bed, and a table. Okay. Super basic and lights, and a propane stove uh, heater, rather. Anyway, they didn't want to put in stores. Hey, Paul, as some people call me. We, yeah. Or Paulie. Paulie. Hey, forget about forget it. Forget about it. Says we don't want to put this in storage. We'd like to know someone we trust and use it. Would you want to have it? So they gave it to me for the wow. next two or three years. I pay the insurance. I pay the maintenance. Yeah. So what the hell? He's so, gonna have raves in that thing, man. Oh, dude. So this, 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 this like is a game changer. And, this, oh, yeah. and I didn't realize this. Like, I guess a scamp is like a. I'm not hip enough to own a scamp. It's a scamp life thing. There's another I'm not, scamp. I'm There's a short. There's scamp in my neighborhood just around the corner. Yeah. I'm a Ooh, short. That's a bad sign. I'm a short, yeah, bald, middle-aged guy. I'm <laughs> not cool enough to own a scamp. <laughs> I'm, really, no. I'm really not. So, so, all right. So, tell me this. You, so, you've gone from sleeping in the back of your Kia to now living the scamp life. That's right. And from it, Kia life to scamp life. Yeah, I this made is like, big. I made like a quickie, you know, quickie. Rudim- what? rudimentary sleeping platform quickie. back in my Kia. Yeah. 69th trail show right here, folks. Quickie. Yes, number 69, ladies and gentlemen. So, yes. P.O.D., my my neighbors who have a scamp parked next to their driveway, I saw them snooping by my house looking at the scamp tonight. I I looked at the front window. I saw them. And and they they weren't very discreet about it. They kind of stopped and they were like, they, they they crouched down a little bit. And they they thought that maybe I wouldn't see them, but they crouched down and it's like, dude, you're crouched down on the sidewalk in front of my house. There's no trees. I see what you're doing. What are you doing? Yeah. They're, they're stealthily checking out the, the, the mid 1970s scamp. Yes. This is nice. almost as old as me. It's a 76 model. Yeah. So it's as old as me. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> it's 42 years old. Just Ish. like me. Damn. And it's still there. Apparently, people love them. Again, I, I'm Can not. Can you buy them new still? Or is it yeah, company? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I know like Airstreams, a buddy of mine. Bought the smallest Airstream that Airstream sells, which is called the Bambi. It's a 16-footer. <laughs> and it has it does have a shower, but it's one of those deals where to take a shower, you actually have to stand over the toilet. Well, this That's is... That's okay. The, That's like in a boat, uh, It's not okay. The bring this back... I, I, I don't care he for that. He gets upset about it every time he talks about yeah. it. So what <laughs> I plan on doing... I guess I, you could take a dump and a shower at the same time. I don't know. No, I that's not the point. You don't poop and take a shower at the same time. Okay. You just close the lid. Yeah, so, dude, totally. So what I've been doing on the road trip it's, portion... It's space efficient, man. So man, Keep talking. So I've let's, been, not a, let's not interrupt Mags anymore. Please, D-Lo. So Stop I, interrupting Mags. <laughs> hey, Vafangu. Vafangu. 
You don't have to bleep that. But okay, sorry. very good. Do you want a translation? No, 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 no. no. Okay. We, I think I get it. Oh, Just okay. whatever you do, stop interrupting Max. Anyway, so what I've been doing on the road trip, I go backpacking for four or five days. Just yeah. go. Then I get back to the car, and there's my food. and Yeah. I, I give myself a town day out of my car, essentially. Then I go to a truck stop for a shower. Oh. So no, the, wh- this is essentially what I'll be doing with the scamp. I'll be going backpacking. And I noticed Special and Zool do the truck shop. Truck stop shower or KOA, you can get a day pass. Really, I just take showers in sinks. Oh, geez, <laughs> well, we need to save that for a bonus show, maybe. Yeah, so basically, I I've just been cherry picking different places, which has been nice about the road trip. So and now that I have the scamp, it's like, stop let's interrupting him. Is the road trip still going? Yes, for, for how long, Max? How long can you continue this madness? <laughs> how long, Max? At least until July. Then well, I'm I like, ask you a question. What? What? I'm going to interrupt. I remember a long time ago, Max told me, I don't want to be the weird 40-year-old guy who's like traveling around, hiking by myself, but doesn't it feel good? You've embraced oh, it. I've man. embraced it because I... This is going off I'm the rails. I'm jealous, man. So I tried doing the, I'm going to be an adult. I know. That's what I'm saying. Doesn't it I'm feel gonna, good? I turned 35. I'm going to get a, a career. I'm going to get my cubicle job. And Yeah. You rejected the I, I got, pigeonhole. I, I ended up getting married, which we definitely won't go down on this show. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's a bonus that's show. That's another bonus show. We got two bonus shows. <laughs> that we got like Max's marriage. Max's marriage. And too POD, what was your bonus show? I don't know. Scamp I, life. I don't scamp know. life. I don't know. I don't it was something. Oh, showering in a sink. It, oh, it's showering oh. in a sink. Thank you. Out it, of order. And it, short guys. He's showering in a sink <laughs> with short guys. Maybe it's and related. Oh. marriage. And there's a Brazilian <laughs> connection to the marriage. We will go. Yeah, we, we, anyway, so yeah. I, I tried doing the Keep normal adult thing. <laughs> and eh, whatever. Yeah. That I was working 15 hour days at work, and they were taking away my trail work time. Well, let me ask this: What happens in July? There might be. A wedding. Is there, oh, is, screw that. Is there a J O B employment? Employment? No. Bun in the oven. There's there's only one or two letter trails I want to do. And ah. one might happen in July. Oh, cool. So in, so actually the road trip isn't ceasing because of employment. The road trip is ceasing because of a long hike. He's gonna take a break from the road trip. I, I don't think the Florida Trail is really good in July. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, no love totally. It. I love the Florida Trail in July. There's no better place to be. Like, I, wa- I was gonna go to way. Actually, no? if you want to do, if you want to like one up the Florida Trail in July, you go to the Florida Trail in August. <laughs> True. Yeah. So I was yeah. gonna go to Florida on this road trip. Yeah. Are you listening, Misty? But except, <laughs> except <laughs> my mother moved back to Rhode Island. No, what? What? Uh, I don't. I don't even Whack know what button to press. No, that's not correct. I don't know what. So I, I applies. How about I, the Tom Brokaw music? Oh, that, that is breaking news. <laughs> the last we knew that. She In fact, was, I just saw it on CNN. <laughs> she was sending you orange, oranges from Florida. And you're telling me she just moved back to Rhode Island? There's two reasons. Why? Her granddaughters. Okay. Family. So that's are one they, reason. Are What's there two other reasons? No. She has two granddaughters. <laughs> they, oh. they live in uh, Florida and she was escaping? I was tired of them. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I apologize to the Floridians. I am not going to Florida on the road trip. Wow. Boo. Well, wait a minute. You Don't you have other relatives parents. in Florida? My it, dad lives in North Carolina. The Cubans. The Cubans are so distraught right now because you would have been like 100 miles from Cuba. They're, they're, they're like, Max, you could just, if you drove fast enough, you could, you could probably just drive across the ocean to you Cuba. You could swim it. Like, you just got to hammer 
Just press the pedal down. What? Motor Hammer? across. Ocean. All right, all right we gotta keep getting. We got <laughs> so much to do on the show. Let's all go. Right, we 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 just went on a we went off on a big tangent. Well, we covered, did we cover well, Scamp Life? Speaking probably? of yeah. people okay. rejecting the norm, let's talk about Wolverine. Yes. Yeah, so, folks will remember uh, back on our December show. Is this yeah. Chris Hillier? It is yeah. Chris oh, Wolverine yes. Hillier. We had him on the show to talk about the Israel National Trail, and now he is on a actual. He's on a hike of the Baja Divide Trail. Really which cool. Looking. Most people mountain bike. The Baja Divide Trail. Neon and um, fidget? fidget. Fidget. No. They uh, haven't been there yet. Right. No, not yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> right, right, Neon and no, Fidget no. exists. <laughs> right, she has a website, Redheaded Nomad. No. No. She's definitely not redheaded. No, that, that's that's oh. the, it's a different couple. They're mountain biking it right now. Neon oh, okay. and Fidget are yeah. not a couple. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. It's a different Neon and Fidget. Yeah. No, there's a Neon. I forget her partner's name, but oh, a couple. Different. Tr- it's different. Same trail name, different Oh, I person. think it's Frigid. It's not Neon and Fidget. The reason why no. I thought it was Fidget is because the, the partner's name is Frigid. Yeah. Different than the people. Frigid neon and, and Fidget neon? that we know. Anyway, <laughs> there, there's a couple mountain biking it right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Wolverine is actually hiking it, which is a bit of an issue because of water, but I think he's going to talk about that in the clip. Yeah, he sent us an update. All right, here's Wolverine. Hey, everybody. Wolverine here with a trail update from the Baja Divide Trail in old Mexico. want to say hi to all my friends at the trail show, uh, POD and Disco and D'Lo. Hope you guys are doing okay. Um, cause I am so far, uh, I'm doing well. I'm only a couple hundred miles into this trail, but so far it's been a really positive experience. There were some, uh, some hurdles to overcome, you know, uh, starting with just trying to get out of San Diego. You know, this trail starts, uh, at the San Diego airport, kind of on the west side of town. So the whole first day was getting through San Diego and Chula Vista and, you know, San Diego is a beautiful city, but it's all urban and neighborhoods and there's nowhere to camp. So I had to get kind of tricky with my uh, stealth camping, but uh, that worked out okay. Um, the next thing that I was concerned about was crossing the border at Tecate. Um, you know, friends and family had expressed concern, and uh, there were some security updates on the website, but really it was fine. Tecate is a really nice little town. Uh, I got full resupply there, and I stayed in a nice clean hotel room for like 20 bucks U.S., so that was a very positive experience. The next thing, and probably the biggest variable, is uh, this uh, stupid cart that I have to push to carry my water. You know, the, the challenge of this trail is that the water sources are so far apart. Some of them more than 100 miles with no water. What? So Whoa. In my attempt to be the first person to do this trail on foot, I had to figure out a way to, to carry my water. And so I'm using this cart. You can, you can see pictures of it on the blog, but it's basically like a bike frame but with just one tire and handlebars in the rear, and you push it like a wheelbarrow, and I can strap a ton of water to it. So uh, it really, that's the, the only way I could figure to, uh, to make it through this trail. So, uh, so far, that's going well. Um, I'm sure there'll be more hurdles and, and surprises coming up. Uh, I'll check in again, maybe around the halfway point, and let you guys know how I'm doing. Uh, in the meantime, um, a couple quick shout-outs to all my friends at Moose Jaw Mountaineering. I get all my gear from moosejaw.com, and uh, my friends Paul and Missy McWalters at uh, UGQ, that's Underground Quilts. You can check out their stuff at ugqoutdoor.com. So in the meantime, I'm going to push on. I hope you guys take care, and I'll check in again soon. Peace out. All right, that was Wolverine. I was really hoping he'd start with, Que pasa, trail show? (laughs) (laughs) So, so... How much water do you have to carry for a hundred miles? miles? What like 
It depends on the terrain. Yeah, I mean, it totally depends. Because how many miles can you go a day? Like, you probably want to drink at least well, if it's a, a gallon, two gallons a day. Oh, yeah, like, it's hot, too. Yeah, two gallons a day. It, it's a mountain bike route, so there, at least that's helpful. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's say minimum four liters a day. Oh, I would no, think no, more like than six that. to eight, dude. You got to drink six. To it's eight. hot. For like in your Baja California, man, you're like weltering. The, is there any trees? Did you anywhere? just say weltering? Yeah, sweltering. sweltering, weltering. There's uh, like intense, there's man. Saguaro cactus. Yeah, you could hang just out under. Cut a limb off. Yeah, just like sit drink up against it. the saguaro cactus. Yeah, that'd be great on your back. So let's say <laughs> flatter terrain. Very relaxing. I mean, flat enough where you can take a mountain bike water carrier. Yeah. So thirty miles a day. Okay. But also, he's just starting. Yeah, so maybe just twenty five a day. If so, not. four days. Four days Even times that, it, these six is, liters. We'll say so. We'll just twenty four liters. Twenty. <laughs> so wow. So six, six gallons. gallons times that's fifty pounds of water, basically. Oh, that's why he's got the the car, the bike, the but unicycle. That's still, he's unicycling the trail. It's interesting that he has a cart because George Megan had he also had a cart that he actually pulled behind him. And it had two wheels on it, and he pulled that thing for nineteen thousand miles. He had it with him the whole entire trek. I've seen a picture of Wolverine's car, yeah. and it is like a one wheel bicycle wheel thing, and with the handlebars. But he he said he pushes it. Yeah, I think he pushes it. Huh? You don't need hiking poles if you're pushing nope. a cart, right? Yeah, I guess not. Maybe it's part of his tent setup and too. This, and this trail is not nice. cool. how how well defined is this trail? Like it's a it, it's well established from what I can tell. Really? Like, but yeah. it's mostly mountain bike. So like he actually posted a photo from a bike shop in Mexico, and they had a big map of the Baja Divide Trail on it. Huh. Yeah. So I found the person I was talking about, George Neon Valmer. Okay. So and, a trail named Neon also. Yeah, and um, the partner who I know a little better through email, mm-hmm. redheaded Frigid. nomad. Uh, I forget her real name, Redheaded Nomad. Yeah. And he's at, they're actually pretty good friends with Chris. And they mountain bike the uh, Baja Divide Trail. Well, maybe they'll okay. give him some trail magic on the fly. Yeah, there you go. They're, <laughs> well, they're traveling, they're traveling right now. Okay. And looking at all three of their photos from different perspectives, it's just, just so much to do. I have all the time in the world. Yeah. And it's still not enough time. So I, I very know. envious. Yeah. Awesome. All these, nice yeah. job, Wolverine. Keep us yeah. posted. Yeah, send us a clip for next month's show. You got to... Pick up where Out of Order left off. That's right. Yeah, he's hit, hey, he's here in studio now. Speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, let yeah. me just let me just back this up again. I was hanging out with uh, Craig Pisco Gully today. He's helping out with the rock tomorrow. What a guy! And he wants to know what what's what's going on, man. How come we don't finish the the blog, the website? How come yeah, we just dropped off the face asking, of the earth? What happened, man? What happened to the YouTube? <laughs> he was a faithful follower <laughs> for months, and he was like, you know, he out of order. Closure. He needs gave closure. Gave himself to the journey. The journey gave itself out of order, and then out of order just stopped giving us his journey. You you can blame Google's poor software and hardware design of their uh, Nexus 6P phone for why I was unable to finish those videos on the trip. And then once I got back into civilization, it's just harder to get the time. But I'm going to still do it one day. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned, Craig Gully. Yeah. It's an ongoing journey. Yeah. What well, a guy. It's like the last piece of cake. You don't want to eat it because then you'll be out of cake. Because then it gets dried out and it's gross to eat later on. Come on. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Beauty, we have mailbag today. Yeah, we got tons. Hey, hey, do I? Am I the only one with mail, mailbag papers? No, there's no, like right, so we all have mailbag papers. I think we should take turns. So it's not just my That's a great terrible idea. nagging voice. All right, let's, uh, let's take turns then. Let me, let me just flip to that page 50 here. We already read Jenny D's letter. I think okay. War and Peace was. 
shorter than this. Dear Trail Show, <laughs> I began listening to the Trail Show since December, and I would like to share what your show means to me. For the past few months, I've been under a lot of stress due to my job. I'm in the National Service Program FEMA Corps and have been responding to disasters since early September. Currently, I'm in Puerto Rico, donde si toman café, working on the recovery effort trying to get Hurricane Maria survivors into housing. The work here often involves long hours, endless sets of spreadsheets, and bureaucratic barriers at every turn. Listening to The Trail Show gets me through the 70-hour work week and gives me inspiration for future trails that I plan on hiking when my service term is done in April. I cannot wait to hit the trails. Keep on keeping on, Trail Show, and thank you for making a show that is enjoyable and impactful on so many listeners like myself. Best West wishes or best wishes? Best wishes, B. B. Thank you, B, for that letter, and thank you for all the work that you're doing. And big ups, B. Yeah, that's awesome that you're down there helping she, those folks. She's doing something that's really going to help a lot of people. That's right. It's pretty cool. Thank you for that. Seventy-hour work weeks, not so cool, but the overall work, very cool. Yes, but that's what it takes sometimes for that kind of work. And to she's going to be hitting the trail in April. That's right. Very good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mags, you want to read number two? Sure. Hey, Trail Show. I wanted to let you know that we just hired a person for Summer Stewardship Crew who heard about the program on your show. Hey, now. So, assuming she turns out to be awesome, I totally owe you guys a beer. Just a beer? Come on. Let's up this. How about six? Come on. A six-pack. At At least. least. Come on. Although, I guess if she sucks, you owe me? No. 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 No, no. No, no. doesn't work like that. No. Either way... It's really awesome to see the reach your show has, and I really appreciate you having me on. Would love to do it again sometime. Chairs, name withheld, former conservation organization guest. Ah, we'll have to we'll have to do a big reveal at the yeah. uh, at the end of the summer season. Dilo, I think you should read uh, mailbag item number three. Number three, Hey, trail show. Greetings. From the okay, UK. I'm going to shut you down if you read like that. <laughs> I, I, I just relax. I'm trying to get the microphone closer to me. All right, here we go. That's why I was talking like that. I'm sorry. <clears throat> May I start over? Yes, please, please do. Mailbag item number three. Hey, Trail Show. Just kidding. Greetings from the UK, or the correct side of the pond, if you will. I won't. While I enjoy the Trail Show immensely and usually can't wait for more beers, trails, and nonsense, I have a concern or two I I would like to address, mainly concerning a certain Mr. Mike DiLorenzo. Firstly, his argument that he can't go hiking because he has kids. I feel that this is an easy excuse. Last year, I took my three kids out on the West Highland Way, previously discussed in episode 51. My youngest was five and hiked every step of the 96 miles. This this Easter, we're doing... Yes, that says this twice. That's why I read that, because I'm taking this to the letter. Thank you, P.O.D., for correcting my grammar. Glinderwers Way, pronounced... Glindowers in Wales, slightly longer trail at 135 miles. I believe D. Lowe should embrace the brutality that is hiking with kids and get on the trail, unless there is a deeper reason for a lack of hiking on his part. Wow. And secondly, as a gardener, I really oh. enjoyed his updates on his landscaping <laughs> projects. I know it's winter, but how close to completion is his yard? 
If you must know, 65%. He needs a trail hand. I will <laughs> happily pop over and work for him over a month or two. Come dig. I All I ask in return is food and lodgings. No problem. There'll be a scamp in front of my yard. A tried <laughs> Only a until ride Monday. to a trailhead. <laughs> and five return plane tickets from the UK for me and the family. Wow. Yeah, no problem. Well, <laughs> the trail show is rolling in the dough, so I got you covered because it be really beneficial to have you dig in my yard. Thank you. I look forward to hearing his response. Come dig. Keep up the good work, Rob Jones. P.S. Don't tell him, but D'Lo is my kid's favorite trail show host, especially when we get into the second or third hour of the show, <laughs> and he's well lubricated. Dad is the funny man on this one, says the children. Uh, would you like to address the first part of the letter where he said something about your argument of you can't go hiking because of the kids? Well, I will uh, check in with you on the next trail show because not this week, but the next, I have a lot of hikes planned for my children. Ooh. And I uh, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but we'll, we'll see how it goes because uh, some of these hikes could be a little bit exposed. And uh, I am personally a little bit uh, nervous about the situations I'm going to be dragging my children into. And uh, unlike Mags and his cross Utah adventure, I have been researching the SHIT out of my <laughs> preferred hiking trails so that I don't drag my family into any precarious yeah. situation. I mean, you're, doing, you're doing the, the Mesa Trail in Boulder. I mean, come on. What? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Triple O, do you have the mailbag items? No, you're the only one that, have, okay, that has the fourth mailbag You haven't item. read one yet. You can read number four. Number four. Number four. Dear Trail Show fam, can I call you fam? Yes. I feel like I can. You've kept me company. <laughs> is this for a Dr. <laughs> Seuss letter? Yeah, wait a minute. This is <laughs> a, rhyming. a rhyming couplet. <laughs> You've kept me company for every day for nine weeks now. I discovered your show December 26th and have finished all six years' worth of shows already. Yeah, That might be a FKT. Uh, or I don't know. Maybe. We've had just, some quick listeners. Just a oh, side note. The, the great thing I realized about the trail show is unlike a trail, there is an end to a trail. But the trail show... Gets just, ever longer. We just, we just, keep, <laughs> just keep blabbering on. <laughs> I've noticed each episode gets longer since I've been doing it. Yeah. Anyway, yep. just thanking you for getting my through me through a brutal 2.5 months of cold AF Minnesota winter. Oh, ouch. Yeah. And you can look up the AF on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> and I look forward to more. I'm actually moving to Arvada. In May. And who knows? Maybe some Minnesota beer will make the move with me. Yes. Then you can all taste some of the best beer in the world or that the world has to offer. Uh, We'll see. Yeah. Hey, plug for Old Town Arvada. It's actually pretty cool. And there's there's some breweries in Old Town Arvada. So, hey, you're moving into a really cool undiscovered place. Yeah. I don't know what undiscovered. Well, Old Town's not quite in the radar yet. It's. It's old though. It's pretty busy there. <laughs> Go on a Friday or Saturday night. Yeah, but it ain't it ain't like Lodo yeah, for busy. Sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, it's a, you'll like it. It's yeah. a good place. Have you ever thought of featuring the Superior Hiking Trail? Okay. Oh yes. I know you touched on it briefly, briefly during the NCT once upon a time. But it's a beauty. 
I owe yes. a broken left foot to it. <laughs> Ooh. What's what's this gentleman's name? Triple O. Page. Page. Is this we don't a, know it's a gentleman. Is this a, a man or a woman? I can hear P.O.D., my spirit animal, getting bored with my rambling. <laughs> so in my email, I want to say <laughs> P.O.D. Thank is you. your spirit animal? That's thank funny because my spirit animal is a manatee. I P.S. believe the culturally appropriate <laughs> nomenclature is Patronus. I'm just wait, saying. Wait, wait. Can we talk about why? <laughs> I want to say thank you. No, we cannot. <laughs> For the <laughs> hours of to. entertainment and inspiration. We have to talk about this. No trail name, Paige. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. P- go, Dilo. Paige's spirit animal is P.O.D.? <laughs> and P.O.D.'s spirit animal is, is a manatee. So in the wintertime. Paige's spirit winter animal. animal is a manatee? I think so. By, by the transitive property of mathematics? I'm telling I you guys, so. spirit okay. animal is not... Okay anymore. You got Wait, it's in the letter. We're just repeating what's in the letter. Why is it Whoa, not okay? That is not a defense. Triple O. <laughs> Triple O. Why is it not okay yeah. to have a spirit animal? Because it's is insensitive to native cultures, which is actually which uses spirit animal in an actual well, sense. What native cultures? <laughs> yeah. I mean that, that's a broad <laughs> term. I mean, native cultures of where? I'm not an expert in it. All I know is people who are have have written articles about this. Really? Oh. Yeah. And and yeah. out of order is going to post links to these articles on our trail show websites. <laughs> I just if you want to be safe, if you go wanna, with the Harry Potter Patronus. Well, that's it. What? No one else but me can eat ziti from now on. Hey ziti! <laughs> Whoa! Stop, hey. Max. I like eating ziti. Why can't I eat? <laughs> You're ziti Lorenzo. It's okay. Hey, oh. I want to. Right. That's wait, very prejudiced. Let's go back to the most Italians. important part of this I, I email. Disagree. Which is that she's going to bring Minnesota beer, and that would be very Minnesota. We don't know nice. if it's a she, but I also or think. He. The more important part of this is this was a teachable moment right here. So okay. Out of Order is calling <laughs> his peers out, yeah, and we have to be open to that. Okay, not be defensive, Fine. but open to it. Okay, That's I am point. open, but I'm a jerk, so I like to <laughs> argue well, anyway. Uh, Can I have my papers back? My oh, my you. spirit animal is the porcupine. Oh my god! <laughs> here we go. There was a your question. spirit animal apparently is cultural appropriation. <laughs> there was yes. a question about misappropriation. <laughs> Superior hiking trail. <laughs> oh, superior. You know, trail. I've heard really good things about that trail. Being oh, serious. Okay. <laughs> so, what Trail Show Nation should know is that for the last three years, about once every couple months, someone emails us and says, "Hey, Trail Show, you should cover the Superior Hiking Trail as Trail of the Month." And we get those letters, and we're like, "Yeah, we really would like to cover the Superior Hiking Trail as Trail of the Month." And no one we know has through-hiked it. We Ooh. typically like I to... I got you. We, Sam well, hold Haraldson. Up. Hold up. Sam H.? Yes. He's hiked this. W- when did he hike it? 2006, plus or minus. All right. We need something a little more current. I mean, no, no offense to Sam H. He's a, I know Sam H. He's, he's a good guy, but how about something in the last five years? I'm just saying. Like oh, okay, the, the trail, enough. The trail may have changed. So anyway, that's been the issue. We don't know anyone that's hiked the Superior Hiking Trail currently. So... If you know or you are someone that has hiked this trail in the last five years and you are willing to do an interview on the show, email me at disco at the trailshow.com and we will set this thing up. We would love nothing more than to feature the Superior Hiking Trail on the show. There, I've said it. Let's move on. Any more letters? Beauty. No, that's it. That's it. Okay, do we have any donations this month? Wait, what about the Lake Michigan no, moving Trail? Moving on. Beauty <laughs> donation. Yes, we okay. did. What do we have? What about the Lake Erie Trail? We've got our. our it doesn't every, exist. We've got, got our monthly donors, Bernard Wolf. Hey, Ophe. 
Uh, Russ, not fuss, Kinder. 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 Craig Pisco Gully. What a guy. Who also is donating for next month's beer. He's going to be our beer sponsor next month. Hey, now. Yes. Ooh, hey maybe now. we'll even have some Pisco. Hmm. Ooh, we still have a little bit left, right? Yes. Okay. We won't by next month, though. Okay, very good. Uh, we got Chris Smith. Hey, Gringo Madness. Bobby Walters. Thank you for the... Uh, uh, The. Yes, thank you for the... Thank you for the galletas. Uh, Joshua, bow down to Ja Bowden. (laughs) Diane Pinkers. Stein. David Vitti. Hey, what a guy. Hey, who's this guy? Why? Look how intently out of order is studying the sheet right now. (laughs) 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 Um... Justin Knowles. Who? Quality. Quality. Lewis and Golden, and we hiked together. Yeah, I saw that. You went hiking with Justin Quality. And he he hosted you, right? Great family, wonderful Does he have Boulder-style kids, or does he have, like, He lives in Golden? He lives in... No, his parents do. His parents do. Well, he flew in for a meeting. He works for and they have an office not too far away. Well, his parents live in Littleton, I think. Stapleton. Oh, okay, yeah. His sister lives in Stapleton. Oh, no. So we went hiking together. Awesome. We did South Table Mountain. Nice. And you it know, was great. T-Mag slips in a third trip of the month. That's right. <laughs> With a donator. <laughs> a donator. Donor. No, no. Yes. Donator. Yeah, donator. We got, you got something to add? Um, Quality is going to be featured on an upcoming oh, yes. Cascade Hiker podcast. That's Let's right. Look for that. Awesome. That's right. We got Jason Lurch, not Church Dean. The Baptist. <laughs> Ingrid Gerard. Vermont. Not from Vermont. Samuel Emery. The Board. Board. Uh, Rudy from CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Hey, Rudy. Hey. Who just recently put out his 100th podcast. Congrats, Whoa. Rudy. Anyway, we're only up to 69. We're only on 669. Six years now. <laughs> Jeffrey, not Sessions, Caldwell. Not Sessions. Buddy Sessoms, not Sessions. No, another not Sessions. Yep. Pat the Bouncer Dixon. Back on the trail, back on the trail. Steven, we won't stop till we get up that hill. Steven, the hustler, Russell. H- hustler. Ammon, the brute, Bruce, who sent us that great oh, clip man. tonight. Should I play it? Should I play the kip- clip just so we can remember? Sure. Okay. Two. show's not going to be long enough anyway. Yeah, come on. We <laughs> it's only a four-hour show tonight. Yeah. I know it was you, Polly. You sold out the family and you broke a heart. That is why I, Al Cappuccino... Don't listen to the trail show. Just forget about it. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right, we've got, uh, let's see, where am I? Uh, we've got Trevor Smoke It If You Got It, Bowman. <laughs> the Bowman. The Bowman. Renee Shira Patrick. Shira. Wesley the Haggis Addict Greenwood. The Haggis Addict? <laughs> yep. Wow, that's a strange thing to be addicted to. Yeah, that's yeah. what we thought. Kevin Chickpea Cross and Sasha Honeydew. Codette. Chickpea and Honeydew. Yep. N.C. Whitaker. N.C. Whitaker. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to ask. I think that's North Carolina. Why is he in orange? Because I think he's one of the people that maybe didn't send us an address, but that may have carried over. He may have already given us an address. Yeah, we don't know. I can't remember. We don't have any I've been too busy to go through the sheet to be accurate. There's a lot of people who donate now. Yeah, well, it, it's picked up, Max. The thing is, I is that there's there were several people for a while that never gave us an address so we could send them something. So I finally called them out on one of the shows, Max, and that's uh, why they were Max, highlighted. If you came back to the trail show full time, 
you probably wouldn't have to find another job. <laughs> <laughs> and that's only if you can live on Nescafe and your scamp. Yeah. And you, you probably <laughs> could because we got a lot of Generic Nescafe. Max. Yeah. Max, my kids are going to go to college because of the trail show. That's why I keep coming back. Max, as long as you know where your local soup kitchens are, you <laughs> might be able to buy enough Nescafe with that's trail right. show royalties to like sustain your life. All right. Then we got our one-offs. Oh, yeah. That's because we, we got, got our one-offs. That iPad. Yeah, we got <laughs> tough broad and bear beer bear 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 beer sweats. sweats. We got James Chapman, hey Chappy, Wayne Bowers, Bowerstein, Chris Sidepieces Drake. <laughs> wow, wow, okay, Drake. Anybody who knows about Drake will get that reference. Yep. Jim the Crook Chapman. Wait, wait, wait. The Crook is James Chapman and Jim the Crook Chapman. The same? Not I think, related. I think they're the same. That's why he's on there as the Crook because he's uh, you know, trying to get possibly in twice. related. Phil Triple Pepper Gilbert. He's from Amish country. Triple P. Scott Poutine Clayfield. Oh, Poutine Mags. You're a fan of Poutine, That's right. right? Thomas Trip the Light Fries McGee. Ah, oh, Tom McGee. Shout out. Yes, thank you again. Trail Show VIP. Amy Allo. Now, I could think of a couple of Amy Vera, hashtag Vera Allo. Yeah, I just didn't put anything on there for sure. Uh, Also, just just hot off the email today, Cameron Trail Turkey Baker. Trail Turkey. Yep, that's right. Thank you, sir. Um, I think that's it for donors. Okay. Donors. I have a cute few personal shout-outs. I'm just going to put them in here. I'm just going to hijack this moment since I already have it. I got some shout-outs I want to give out personally. Okay. What do you got? Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Dennis Stanton, who hey. recently has been taken on the Tierra Roa. Yes. And who provided us with endless amounts of trail magic and help while we were in New Zealand. And he's been trying to chip away at the PCT, and now he's doing parts of the TA, TA which is awesome, right there in his, his backyard in his home country. And he's also been involved with this whole getting us to the uh quintaro hikes i mean that was heaps but anyway it yeah. doesn't matter also uh the her Odyssey ladies neon and fidget they're back on trail yep. make sure you subscribe to their blog because they've been posting updates already uh twinkle is out there on his year-long journey oh yeah he and his they're on the hey duke yep and grace they quit their jobs um, Good they, deal. Yeah. And also shout out to my friend Virgil, who we talked about before, who is doing the quote American hike. You can look for that on the internets. He's also doing what Fidget and Neon are doing. He's trying walk to walk the, the length of, yeah. of the Americas, and um, he's been following along with them. They recently got in touch, which I'm very excited about. And he <laughs> said that he really enjoyed my story last month about confronting those girls while I was nude. <laughs> and he referred to me as the N-A-G, the nude Amazon grandma. <laughs> <laughs> also known as Nag? Nag. The Nag. I mean, I, wow. don't, I don't know if he planned. Hey, step, he planned a, step aside Wonder Woman. Here comes Nag. Here comes Nag. <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to say thank you to Virgil. I'm glad that you're getting out there and you are aprendiendo español. Hey, and hey. good luck. Yeah. Quick question. So backyard hike, isn't that kind of what D-Lo does? Kind of. kind of. Or is a different yeah, backyard? Yeah, different, a little ba- different. A little bigger backyard. Okay. I no. tell you what, let's take our last and final break. We'll come back with Ask a Hiker with D-Lo. We want to talk about Swami's book briefly, and we've got a gear review, so don't go anywhere. Trail Show will be back. That's right.
This is Reed. And let's go. We're walking on a section on the southern New Mexico CDT. We are not listening to The Trail Show. Especially not while we're taking photographs of historical garbage for <gasps> POD. What? That was Kelly Wiley Lane. Oh, yeah. I hope they come to uh, Salida. So we can she was hang taking out photos of historical garbage for you. Yeah, well, how can't you? You're in the Rocky Mountain West. It's everywhere. Oh, I forgot it's called history. Hey, oh. you just offended. I, I saw Mag's oh. shoulders slump when you <laughs> when you made that. I went to Canyon de Chez, and there's like 1,000-year-old dwellings. That's so different. That's not what I call historical. It's like the mining ruins. What? You don't like to oh, see like an to old choose? motor just laying by the oh trail? Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't want to see like some old no. push cart and train tracks? You know, the, the first time I went up to Copper Lake outside of Crested Butte, there, you have to do the stream crossing, and I didn't see the trail on the other side. I didn't see that it crossed the stream there. And so there was a, there was a, Whoa. a, a path that went up parallel the river, and I thought, well, maybe this is it. And so I was, eventually it's like closing in on you, but you keep telling yourself, no, this is definitely right. This is definitely right. You know, and I'm like, oh God, I'm going to like be face to face with a bear here at any moment. A bear or a bear? Both. Okay. And then eventually it just stopped and there was this giant cast iron stove. <laughs> As you do. As you do in the Rockies. In the middle of this wilderness area. Just that's it. That's all I could. Maybe everything else had been overgrown by the willows. And I was like, there it is. Some more historic garbage. Think about that's how much started. effort so, it took. I know. I know. This blasphemy. Well, it's a, beautiful it's a philosophical story. question. When does, <laughs> when does like graffiti become historic? When does garbage become historic? I mean, you go to Pompeii. Yeah. There's some very crude drawings and graffiti. Essentially, someone is doing something to someone else. I won't... It's a family-friendly show. So. Yeah, come on, keep it family-friendly, Max. But, I mean, it, it's a—it's like bathroom graffiti, except from two thousand years ago. And yeah. we found some of Max's trash on the CDT. Oh, here comes the popo. Get your uh oh. Documentos. What's going on, Documentos. man? I thought this was a safe neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're on the voting out of sanctuary city. <laughs> we're on the further side of Euclid. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. man. Um, no, but I mean, we found Max's <laughs> trash on the CDT. If we had left it there, maybe it could have become historic. I think so. Max's inflatable raft is going to be. That's right. One that, day. Yep. Um, so we also need to talk about um, this book, Wanderlust. And we talked Wanderlust. about Wanderlust briefly last month with Swami That's via right. Skype, but the connection wasn't great. His Australian accent's rather thick. He was drinking Fosters. It was like eight a.m. You know, so. We have the book in studio <coughs> this yes, month. Yes, and the subtitle is Hiking on Legendary Trails. And the premise of this book, it, it's just a collection of shorter and longer hikes from all around the world. I think that there are 32 total. And Swami has written uh, about most of the trails in here because he's done most of them. And there's trails on every continent. And I will say that there are trail descriptions in here. There's information about the trails. This isn't a hiking book. You don't take this with you. It's a hardcover. Um, but a couple of things I wanted to mention that the photos are amazing. In Legendary. They are exquisite. I mean, you could spend hours just looking at the actual two-page photo spreads that are in here yeah. and just like learning about the landscape. Um, there's one in here like a uh, picture of Jordan. It looks like the moon. It's like it's really the, captivating. It, it's the Wadi Rim, which was prominently featured in a very uh, popular science fiction movie that recently oh. starred one Matt Damon. And it's in Lawrence of Arabia. 
It's in the Lawrence of Arabia. It's it that that Wadi Rim area. Yeah, there's the photo right there. That I would love to just. Oh, it's incredible. I, I would love to set foot out there at some point during my life and just see that because, I mean, they used it for the Martian landscape because apparently it is the closest thing we have to Mars here on planet Earth. Yeah, it's incredible. But just just as, just to let you know, they do have a description of the routes uh, for each section for each trail that they do. Yep. They have a quick bit about just some good things to know, cultural things, conditions. Uh, accommodations overview map yeah overview map religious festivities helpful hints uh so it is super helpful and i think it'd be a great place to start if you want to be captivated and see some great photography and then be like okay i want to go to this place and the photography i I gotta say the photography in this book is it's some of the best i've ever seen yeah it's really incredible and the cool thing is that it spans the world i mean there's stuff on every continent here it's really incredible and i'll i'll just segue with that so I mean, we've been doing the trail show for six years now, and I feel like I've seen a, a thousand and one walks. I've seen a lot of books, yeah. and I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on long trails on this planet. But I actually learned about a handful of new trails from yeah. this book. Pod, pass the book over here because I want to ask people around the room if they've heard of these trails that I have never heard of. And we're going to start. I with... I didn't know there was a test portion. Oh yeah, there's a there's well, a test. I, Get your I, pencils out. I'm, I'm gonna. Decline just because I have the book. Number two only. Okay, so um, so I've heard of every. Hike but you in can there. say whether or not you heard of it before. Fair enough. Dilo, have you heard of the Painter's Way in Germany? Yeah, I actually no. did a small section. Oh, no. Of the, okay. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, P Mags. Before you got your own copy of this book, have you ever heard of the Baker's Way in Uganda? I have not. Oh, yeah. I, guys, I just hiked a small section of the Baker's Way in Uganda last week. <laughs> yeah, and, and how did that go, Dilo? Did you get, have to get vaccines? Like, what, what are we talking about? Yeah, I had to get the tsetse fly vaccine and no, if you, if you uh, go, malaria vaccine. Your mom went to Uganda. It's true. Did she, she have to get some shots? A bunch before, and then she got a few a, after. real yeah, bad problem fever, yeah. on the way back. Malaria. She had uh, an intestinal parasite. It was yeah, that rough. too. And then there was like some After flesh. a month of diarrhea, she was like, maybe I should get this checked out. There was some flesh-eating moths. Have you ever heard of the Kumano Kodo in Japan? Um, I think it was in uh, Kentaro Walks, Japan, wasn't it? Yeah. Part uh, of his journey. I, I, don't, I don't know. Was it? My kids and I, I hiked so. that a couple weeks nope, ago. Nope, haven't heard of it. <laughs> um, out of order, you may have heard of this trail. Have you heard of St. Olav Way in Norway? I have, did, did you actually walk <laughs> it? I actually know that one, too. I, I, did I you did walk it? it? I crossed it. I suddenly found some like trail markers for it. I was like, whoa, a trail. What is this? And Yeah, it's a pilgrimage route that goes to St. Olaf's tomb, I think. How, how about the tube call circuit Morocco? No. Yeah, so like, so what I just <laughs> want to point out. Wait, you didn't out. go across the Strait of Gibraltar? You stopped? Gibraltar. No, I, I went hey on boy. a ferry. <laughs> you did go on a ferry to Morocco. Okay. Just, but then I, then I took buses. Then you came back. <laughs> but, but the cool thing, too, is that there's trails in here, like the lowest to highest route. This is yeah. a Brett Tucker production that's in this book, right? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a phenomenal coffee table style book. And I would just submit, like, if you're looking for inspiration for that next yeah. hike, or you want to learn about trails that you have no idea about, myself included, like, this is a killer book. And... I would just say go to thehikinglife.com, that's Swami's website. It's he's got a it. he's got a link. It's yeah. on Amazon, but you can just click through it. It's from also there. really quality uh binding. Yeah, and I like the sunspots feels, on the cover. It's kind of got a retro look. Yeah, on the, it, and on also the cover. feels like cloth cover. Swami mm-hmm. has threatened that there will be a Wanderlust 2 
coming Ooh. out later this year. So get number one while you can. And go hike the Florida Trail before okay. everybody's heard of it. Yeah, in August. Wanderlust. Preferably in July or August. And if you go to the CDTC kickoff, whatever it's called in Silver City, yeah. Swami will be there. <gasps> I might be there too. Oh, oh yes, I can harass him all weekend. And if you're hiking the CDT and you're bringing your copy of Wonderlust along with Swami you for nighttime readings, this book weighs like ten pounds. <laughs> Swami will autograph it, <laughs> and you can be around. like, "My man, I'm gonna take this with me all the way. I want oh. this to come with me all the way." And he'll be like, <laughs> "I'll be there yes. too." Yes. You you gonna be in Silver City? Maybe. With a scamp, scamp life. Hey, why not, man? You're living Scamping the scamp down life. There. Oh. I, my family keeps that. When you come back to New England, I'm like, this is like the third Northeaster. I'm yeah. staying yeah. in the Southwest. Like, come on, bomb cyclones. Hey, while we're talking about books with Cam Hone and P Mags, you and Swami have put out two books, what, in 2017? E-books. 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 So just briefly tell us about both of them. One's Colorado-focused. Um, okay. Um, different hikes and camps and backpacks you can do in Colorado. Okay. And a little more off the beaten path. There's the high plains, there's the mountains, there's the western slope, there's the Grand Junction area. Yeah. So we try to mix it up. And we went with the philosophy. We we're going to give you the general idea, but not the exact breadcrumbs. Yeah. So, so like, to Out of Order's question at your talk the other night, <laughs> there aren't GPS tracks no. for these hikes, there is what not. you're saying. And I know did, Out of Order's disappointed. Do, because do you plan to publish the GPS tracks on your website, Mags? It would be very helpful for someone to follow the but exact footsteps. As, as the audio showed, I'm very polite when I get those kind of questions. Yeah, yeah, you say probably not. Very professional. And the second book we did was more of 12 U.S. hikes. Okay, so not, like, not just it, Colorado, like. All yeah, over. like the Bartram Trail, the the Bet Mackay Trail, the BM Trail, BM, yes, the BM Trail, <laughs> classic. And it we is. put out ebook together and so two ebooks. If folks are interested in getting the ebook, should they go to pmax.com or should they go to Amazon? Like, what what do you recommend? Um, either go to the Hiking Life, of course. Okay. Or go to my website at pmax.com. But if you okay. do a search on our last names, Honan, his name's a lot easier to spell. So just look for. So, just out of curiosity, <laughs> why yeah. not? Why not paper book, paperbacks also? Oh, there's a lot of links in there, and we felt that. Oh, uh, okay. And we felt too. I mean, it's not a heavily um, a, lot, a lot of photos in, it, especially compared to the the Vandalust book. Yeah, sure. So we felt with the hyperlinks and such that an ebook would be, and plus we wanted to keep it sense. inexpensive. Yeah, totally eco friendly. Eco friendly. Yeah, you know, friendly. This was more of a labor of love. It's just something we were both very passionate about the outdoors. Uh, I consider Cam a very good friend at this point. So we've been collaborating, and it was just really good to yeah. work with him on these two books that came of our outdoor experience. We both have very similar views of the outdoors, and totally, it was nice to collaborate with him. By the way, he wanted me to ask you about uh, the Moonlight Mag story from, oh. from the Sangres Traverse. Briefly oh, that okay. Yeah, yeah. Because there's another Moonlight Mag story. We'll, I was we'll gonna get. say that. Well, no, no, that no, story's from way long ago. The, apparently, it was like the end of the day, and he just wanted to camp, and you were like pointing out the so, different constellations and planets, and so I think it's safe to say I go off on a tangent once in a while. No, no, just no, no. just Max, smidge. I can't. And imagine. there was there was Mars and Jupiter with the moon all lined up, and I was so excited. Yeah. And um, it was very end of the day. And we're looking for a campsite, and my I, my battery's dying in my light, and um, I couldn't quite as I'm like, oh, look at the moon and Mars and uh, Jupiter, yeah. and you could tell he was cranky. And to be fair, he, he, it was definitely deserved. He's like, Mags, we're looking for a campsite. Shut the. <laughs> 
Shut the bleep up. Yes. Let's find and a place right. to sleep. And, okay. Okay. And but you know that was a great trip. <laughs> uh, otherwise, and it makes for we laugh about it now. Yeah. Because yeah. we're friends, and uh, you know we're, we we bust each other's chops, and that's what as can, you as you do. Yeah. Uh, that's what we can do. And okay. yes, that that's. So it wasn't just Moonlight Mags, it was Moonlight <laughs> and the Stars and the Planets Mags. I love it. All right, D-Lo, it's your time let's to shine, go. man. What? Time what? for Ask a Hiker with uh, Mike DeLorenzo. Sorry, I've been reading Come on, let's go. Hey, let's man, look, we're no, coming no, in I'm for like, the close. Good, Although, I got like 10 questions tonight. Are we sure we want to do this? Yeah, yeah, pick two. Might, might want to just... All right, here we go. Question number one. It's going to take about a half hour for oh. this question. <laughs> man, I just looked over. It looked like somebody uh. had taken the batteries out of out of order. <laughs> Shut down. There will be no time three at Auto Order's house. Anyway. Wait a minute, Dilo. Question number one is, <laughs> is a page and a half long. How about we table question number one no, for no, next? No, no, no. We can't. We can't because it's very important. It's a, it had pictures. Dude, and this it's is number one. Right, fine. This we'll is table it. Fine. The longest we'll come question. Back to table question number one because it's going to take longer to discuss it than to read the <laughs> question. Right. Please get to the question. All right. Question number one or question number two? Two. All right, two it is. Hello, hikers. We've been out on the southern New Mexico CDT, and it's got me thinking about navigational methods. There are so many. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going, seriously, I'm going to reach over with my giant (laughs) grandota hands. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, I'll reel it in. Hold on. Coming back on the rails. Whack the tubes. All right, I'm coming in. I'm Here we whack the tubes. Question number two, take two. Hello, hikers. We've been out on the southern New Mexico CDT, and it's got me thinking about navigation methods. There are so many now with multiple electronic ways to do navigation, in addition to paper maps and compass. It seems like standalone GPS has become somewhat replaced by smartphones. Have you noticed this transition. Mm. I'm curious about what you're each using and how satisfied you are with your chosen methods. Also, how many methods do you carry on any given hike? What's your evaluation criteria for weight versus information? Thanks for discussing the proposed road across the north slope of Alaska last month. Very good points made. To clarify, Disco, it would be across public lands, not wilderness. You ask. <laughs> it didn't really say that. Okay, and uh, that was from Let's Go. That was question number two. Okay. So, what? What navigation make, methods do we do we use? each carry? And I, I would I would like to defer that to the the gentleman sitting to my right who's looking at a cell phone right now because he carries a plethora of navigational methods. Let's get him to talk about this. B Max. So on my Utah trip, I did carry indeed a plethora of navigation methods. A buffet. A buffet of surfaces with maps. Okay, okay. So for the overall view, I carry um, select section of the Benchmark Atlas for Utah. Okay. Um, that's benchmarked. paper? That, yes. That, okay. Yeah, that's paper. I, I think all maps count as paper, mm-hmm. regardless of... No, all paper ma- maps count as paper. Regardless of, like, scale, they're all oh, paper yeah. maps. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, this is what I used, and I used... My go-to is the seven-and-a-half-foot uh, quads. Yeah. Paper maps. Yes, paper maps. Okay. Uh, for parks, I use the equivalent of Nat Geo maps. Paper. Trip, paper. But for the canyons, which you need to find detail, there's no way I could have carried all those 112,000 right, maps. Right, of course. Yeah. 
So I would use, and this is my first time doing this on a large scale, or long scale, I should say, I use Gaia GPS. Yeah. All right. I feel like that's it's an app. That's what people. I use, too. It's an app. And, Gaia know, and paper. You know, uh, uh, Chris Townsend, the very well-known Scottish um, outdoor author, oh, yeah. he's the one who really got me thinking differently about GPS apps. Here's a guy who's very experienced on some groundbreaking hikes. Sure. Um, well-known writer. And he's basically said, look, it's a tool. It's all how you use it. You still need, just like how you balance your checkbook or do division, you still need to know how to do math by hand. But you still, a calculator can be easier. Sure. So it all depends on the tool and how you use it. Yeah. So, so I like using Map and Compass for a lot of the larger overscale, but the guy at GPS definitely came in handy in those canyons for sure. D-Lo. Uh, yeah, I, I just carry <laughs> you got nothing, man. You just <laughs> carry paper making... maps, man. I just carry paper maps. I, I haven't had the need to carry any sort of uh, digital maps on my phone. Uh, my trips are so far and few between and so focused on a particular place that I can afford to blow up those one, tw- uh, the, the super fine detail maps mm-hmm. ahead of time and carry them with me and put them in Ziploc bags. For the foxes. Uh, there was the other question, too, about uh, a phone replacing a standalone GPS. Yeah. I, think it, I think it's like a point-and-shoot camera. Yeah. A point-and-shoot camera may be better than a phone yeah. for pictures, but a phone is just so much more versatile and easier to use, depending. Yeah, and, and I'll speak to that. So in 2014, I hiked the Grand Enchantment Trail with paper maps and a standalone GPS. In 2017, I hiked the Arizona Trail with paper maps and an app on my phone. Mm-hmm. And the app on the phone replaced the standalone GPS. Yeah. I mean, a standalone GPS may be weatherproof. But we've seen this in cars, too, with car navigation. Like, I, right? I mean, um, who? What were, what were some of the companies of yesteryear? TomTom. TomTom, Nuvi. Like, people had these standalone GPS units that they would mount on their car dashboard with the bean bags to, like, weight them down. And now... You either use your phone for car navigation or you have a screen in the console of your car that tells you where to go. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. it's the same thing. I you never know? bought a car GPS. I was thinking about it. And by yeah. that time, like, well, I have an, at the time an iPhone. Google Maps. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Beauty. You, what'd you do on the CR High Route? Um, I, I, th- I All right. Don't over think you, I Triple had... O. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Beauty. I what? didn't have Gaia, but other people did. Other people were using Gaia. I had a GPS. I didn't hardly ever use it because I feel like a GPS unit is really cumbersome. Like the standard GPS unit is cumbersome to use, in my opinion. Sure. Like turning it on all the time, turning it off to save the battery, blah, blah, blah. But I did use the paper maps a lot. Okay. And it was relatively easy because there's not a lot of in-tree hiking there. So it's you're mostly yeah. above tree line. So it's relatively easy to use the paper maps. You don't necessarily need an app but i i have since been using gaia a lot yeah and i love it real quick max i'll add um there is a cheaper app um that's not gaia that i actually use through the buckskin and pariah mm-hmm. yeah, i think it was 11 or 12 dollars versus what 19 20 dollars for gaia I don't, know. I don't know for the for the pro version or whatever yeah um and it worked quite well for me even in the canyons but i would just say like there's a lot of we, we keep talking about Gaia, but there are other apps out there For that sure. do the same thing. So just do your research, you know. Gaia's one stop shopping if if you don't want to do research and you just want to buy one and know it's gonna work for you. But Caltopo is also another one. But it's not an app. 
No, but you can make. It's true, but you can make your own maps and then download them to your. Yeah, and that's what phone. I did for my my trip. Yeah, I actually used CalTopo to plan out the maps. Okay, I'll say piggybacking your comment about Gaia GPS. Gaia GPS is good if you want to make your own routes. Yeah, um, a lot of people who complain about it want predefined routes, and there's out of order. He's one of. The, he's one of the. <laughs> what did oh you use? Did you use your well, predefined routes, just Max. Su- super quick. If you want predefined routes, you're better off with a different app. Going so do your research. Find what, okay. all trails might be a better app. Yeah. If yeah. you want predefined routes, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Just get the right tool get, for you, yeah. what you want to use. Out of order. What about you, man? Yeah. What'd you use in Europe? I used Gaia in Europe. Um, in, the whole way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the whole way. I think it's really versatile. Um, and, you know, if you can find the right layer for the country you're in, like in yeah. certain countries, they have great topo layers and in certain others, you're out of luck. And as far as predefined routes go, if you have a nice GPS track that someone has put up on the web for others to follow on their footsteps, <laughs> <laughs> you can, I'm not you can sure load it into Gaia GPS. All right. Next. D-Lo, next yeah, question. Yeah. yeah. Where's my music? That, that was a good question. Okay. That was a yeah. great question. That was a fantastic question. Great discussion. Question number two, which is actually question number three, because they're postponing question number one until we have more time. Yeah. Yo, what up, Trez Show? I am a sporadic listener who enjoys listening to your inane banter and will generally skip forward to when enough beers have been consumed for things to start going downhill. So... Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Wait, All right, here we go. Let's go to question four. No, no, no. <laughs> Being a Kiwi found much hilarity in P.O.D. and Disco's opinions slash moaning. He's not a tea guy ter- if he's doing that. Te yeah. Araroa. Yes, we wear leather boots. And no, our trails aren't the highways you guys might be used to. Toughen up. In my opinion, you should have skipped it and just done a bunch of sweet multi-days utilizing our fantastic backcountry hut system. The best of which are perched in beautiful spots, has some epic history, and will mostly be deserted so you can't complain about any snoring but your own. This is a cultural thing, We sleep outside anyway. The huts don't matter. We hike outside so we can sleep outside. We don't want to sleep under roofs. Do have to agree with the call on pineapple lump scale. Anyway, cultural differences aside, I'm writing because my buddy Kim and I are planning on walking the northernmost section of the L-E-1 not L, E1, from Nord Cap, Norway, down to Varberg, Sweden this summer. Triple O. Yeah, that's why we're reading this tonight, because okay. he's here. Oh, uh, he's actually, even mentioned. Okay, we're please actually, go ahead. R- rather, we're at his house. <laughs> and uh, are you still awake, dude? Yeah, you are. Uh, okay, uh, cool. Very good, very All right, good. here we go. Just woke up for this question. Yeah, Triple O, wake up. We're talking to you. We've never done a through hike before. I can hear disparaging groans from over here. But apart from our solid schooling tramping in the New Zealand bush, which counts for nothing because it's nothing compared to the new the the high the highest trails in the United States, which are just like so much more fantastic than anything in New Zealand. <laughs> I just threw that Wait in. Minute, you didn't yeah. write that. I, I, I just threw that, that in to throw okay. everybody into the bus. It's okay. And conquering a few peaks together in the Canadian Rockies, which also doesn't count because it's you know not the United States. I spent a month hiking in the Indian Himalayas last year. Also doesn't count. And Kim in Chile, Patagonia. So it doesn't count. So I reckon we can make a go good go of it probably not sorry i'm just <laughs> throwing everybody into the bus because it's that time of night but you know actually all of that was not written remember hearing a couple of eps when out of order was trekking around in europe but not sure if he ever made it that far north 
currently piecing together a trail guide from what we can find online, but there's not much out there apart from a German hardcover troll. And any extra <laughs> info would be, as it is, you know, the 69th episode. Uh, hey plus, thinking about trying to get some low-key gear sponsors on board. We're both poor as SHIT students. So, if you have any advice on how to get stuff for free, uh, who actually sends you guys beer every month? We'll talk about that in depth. I might listen to it. Doubtful you ever find this in the bottom of that mail sack. Au contraire, mon frere. And sure, it's much too long to make it onto the show. Well, uh, once again, au contraire. But anywho, thanks for doing what you do. See you on the trail. Kim Finn, hoping to soon upgrade to a real train am. Does anybody know what the question actually was? <laughs> the question is how to get stuff for free. Yeah. yeah. You have to do a charity hike or you have to build up a reputation. Yeah. yeah. You have to be able to offer something to a company if you want something in return from that company. Yeah. Hi, we're too poor as F New Zealand college kids. Give us yeah. something. Go no, away, kid. Not gonna work. Unless, unless you're doing a charity hike, because people are suckers for, I'm hiking for... But even that, there's so many people that try to do that. But it, it's an inroad if you don't yeah. have reputation. But still, it's really still got to be Kim, accomplished. Kim if you have, I'm sorry, go ahead, Matt. I would say if you have a big social media presence, that's the other thing. And, and I would suggest, Kim Finn, do a search for getting a sponsorship and Andrew Skirka. He actually wrote a really good article on this topic. And he's going to reiterate the fact that you need to do be able to do something for said company in order for them to be able to do something for you. There'll That's be right. a lot less snark than we just said, but it's the same damn yeah. message. And there was one more part to that, Triple O. Do yeah. you want to make it that far? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, Triple O, man. Well, he, since he started from the northernmost the, part, the northernmost part hiking north. I, uh, I, I, I would. I, I mean, Triple unless o. you're working backwards, <laughs> yeah. do you ever make it that far north, Triple O? Uh, yes. I'm Thank very you. familiar with the E1 trail since I took it from North Cape down all the way to Italy. Um, he obviously has not read your website. Or listened to <laughs> like any of the last year of trail shows. Exactly. But, Faux pas. Um, whatever. So I can give you a couple of quick tips. I could not find much as far as a trail guide. I did find a GPS track. Oh, awesome. Oh, was it Pmax from Pmax.com? It was not com? from Pmax.com. Okay. Yeah, I haven't, <laughs> other than a short jaunt in Italy, like for a couple of days, I haven't really hiked in Italy. So. Okay. Um, or Europe in general. Well, the, the GPS track was helpful. The trails in Norway are pretty well marked um, with red rocks. Um well, red paint on rocks, but still, sometimes you come to trail crossings and stuff, and the E1 is not particularly well well signed, so you need to know which way to turn. Um, so if you can find that GPS track, uh, that's helpful. You can load it up onto your phone. That's what I did. In the north, you're going to have to go a long ways between resupplies, so you're going to need to think about that. I know you haven't done through hiking before, so that's something to consider. I basically just look at the roads, and at the different roads, you figure on hitchhiking into a town. And, yeah, I mean, if, if you have more specific questions, feel free to contact me on my website, Predictably Lost, and I'm happy to give you more detail. Maybe you can solicit um, out of order for free gear. Since you're so poor. <laughs> yeah, you know he, what? He's I, got some gear with 6,000 miles on yeah. it. He might be able to just sort of... I'm willing to donate generic Nescafe <laughs> <laughs> to these hikers. A dehydrated my, Marmite. <laughs> <laughs> my scamp. If you're really, really nice, 
I might even give you some old liner socks. Oh, <laughs> wow. maybe some like two year old oatmeal. Unwashed. Question number four. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Triple O was still going, man. One more comment. One more comment. Don't cut out Triple O. If you're truly poor, if you're truly poor students, be careful because Norway, Sweden, Finland are very expensive. Don't go out there to buy gear. You better come with everything because any gear you buy up there is going to be way more than you could pay for it elsewhere. Um, so yeah, just be careful about uh, your budget up there because you'll go through it. Or fast. you could just ask for free food and lodging in town. Tell, let them know that you're poor. <laughs> yeah, you're poor as or college students. Do a GoFundMe. People love that, especially oh, yeah. you post it in hiker groups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm not going there right now. But can you spin up my music for the last question, which is actually not the last question because you skipped the first question. But tonight it's going to be the last. Question. What do you got, Dilo? Question number four, which is actually question number three tonight. Hey gang. <laughs> hey hey hey! I heard you made on the ACT Redux episode talking about walking technique to prevent injuries. Can you guys dive deeper into that topic? I think people can't hear you right now, Dilo. <coughs> That's okay, because my voice is about to give out. Are any of you flat-footed or have tips for flat-footed hikings? Because nobody could hear me just a second ago. <laughs> IT band syndrome tips. Do any of you have inserts and use the inserts and the ultras? <laughs> wow. Ch- Sounds Pia, like you're you about to cry. Pia, you might want to finish the question for Dila. <laughs> no, I got it, everybody. I, I can do this. Okay, go. I, I can. Okay. I'll be heading out on the PCT. It's a short question, so I can continue. <laughs> His eyes are closing. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> yeah. I'll be heading out on the PCT. Children, are you listening right now? Because this is the funny stuff. In August, April, actually, April this year. Beauty, <laughs> <laughs> you might want to finish the question. And I would like to put the problems of mine in check. Oh, gosh. Why? Thank you guys for everything you do, Jules. <laughs> yeah. Okay, very good. So I, I can. Oh, why? Why so many problems on the trail? I can speak to IT band syndrome because I yeah. just developed this this past summer um, as a result of doing P90X3 too many times in a row. Okay, so there's a lot of great videos on YouTube. And what you need to do for IT band issues is actually not related to your footwear. It's related to stretches that uh, you can do for your IT band itself. Go on YouTube, type in IT band stretches or IT band syndrome. And I would also submit there's some things you can wear um, that go just above your kneecap, some uh, some straps that will help you. But, yeah, you need to stretch it out. And and, and you know what? It gets worse as you get older. So look I don't, how short Dilo's leg is. It's a just short look leg. Look at this. It's a look hell of a short this. leg. Max, please. So um, two quick things. One, to answer his question, I've been wearing ultras for the past few months. Okay. Don't use inserts. And that's yeah. kind of trail news. Ultra just got bought out. Well, they they were bought out by Icon like a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. But they got bought out by VF, uh, the, the ones who own North Face and Timberland, uh, a mega no. huge conglomerate. You, ma, 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 mega. I won't hit the. So line. you yeah. see where I'm going with this? Yeah. So there's a little, been a lot of questions. Will the quality go down? 
Will they be more consumer-based? But let's get back to this question. Oh, I'm just saying. IT bands. Oh, no. I inserts. Know I, don't think, I don't know anybody who uses well, inserts they're, with they're such unusually, They're not, not conventionally shaped shoes. Yeah. So it'd be really hard to get inserts to fit them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't a- know. And they're zero does. drop, so I don't know how inserts would affect that. I mean, my if, my thought is that you might end up doing more harm than good if you're putting inserts in ultras. But and again. if you have a hiking part, they can help you do stretches like this. Can and like Dilo and I, Dilo and I are going to be hiking photos partners. taken. Someone, of this someone, crazy please take stretch a, right here. The and, giant and the hairy troll. Yes, with this <laughs> together. P Max, please. I was going to say if you find if you find ultras don't fit you with the normal inserts. You probably shouldn't be wearing and ultras. It, maybe maybe like another that, shoe might fit it's a better. Good stretch. <laughs> Mags, you should look at what's going on behind you. <laughs> I, I don't. Or don't. To. Or don't. <laughs> yeah. Save your men. Or, men okay. Energy. I I think we're coming in for the close, wait, man. Do we have enough time for me to read the first question? Or we don't. I save it. It's gonna like, have to wait for next month. Okay. Sorry, man. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a bonus show. <laughs> Just that question. Just that question, because it would take about an hour to cover. That's true. Are we I mean, especially at this hour of the night. Are we doing um, tent steaks? Yes. This is the tent steak review, Max. Oh, okay. Did we do, ask, did we do uh, mailbag? Max, do, were we doing tent steak reviews on the last show you were on, the five-year anniversary show? Yes, I did gutter spike nails. Okay, so it's it's continuing. And you know we've had... We've had ten steak companies mail us ten steaks to review <laughs> because they don't understand that this this is a bit. Oh, <laughs> so what what are the ten steaks for this month? Pod, take this it away. This month, our ten steaks are knitting needles. Wow, ultralight hobby you can take with you right on the trail. And if you're like a grandma like me, you bring your knitting out on the trail. Oh, so and if you get cold, you can save yes. yourself. You can totally <laughs> knit, you yourself. knit yourself a hat. Especially if you go with either <laughs> D-Lo. I'm going to go with myself a hat. If you go with D-Lo, mags are out of order. You can just like knit with their back hair or front hair. <laughs> oh, boy. And you can make yourself you know, a hair shirt. So, so a hair basically, shirt. And then it's like you can use your knitting needle after you've finished making your hair sweater. You can use the knitting needle as a tent stake. Mags, we're about to die. Give me all of your back hair. We're going to weave it into a long well, strand said, of yarn. I, I have more chest hair. We're going to knit a hat for me from it. And then you will take all of my back hair and we'll, we'll weave it all into a long strand of <laughs> it's yarn. It's amazing because if you look Max, at, this is your friend over here. If man, you look at D-Lo, there's what crazy long, like four inch long white hairs peeking out of his shirt. It's just like <laughs> curling over, furling over like a tidal wave coming out. Long and curly. That's like no more than two and a half. That is, that's long. So to go back to New Zealand, yes. friends. Yeah. People send us bear for this crap. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Lots of because they beer. need the ten steak reviews, man. Yeah, yeah and dude, money and money. And the knitting needles that money. I have under my bed, which I haven't used in like I don't know how long. Um, they the knitting are- needles that I have under my bed <laughs> ain't seen the light of day, <laughs> and they ain't gonna be used to knit any. <laughs> Crochet. I used them once to knit. This I run from ain't been born, and his mama's already dead. I ain't running from nothing. Dila, we can't play that no. clip, man. We just, I use we just I use my knitting no, no, I needles once. Clip. I hope you can to knit it. to knit Disco a Christmas stocking when he moved to Colorado. Oh. So, knitted needles, you can make an emergency fleece beanie. and <laughs> <laughs> Out of 
My chest hair. Out of <laughs> any one of these gentlemen's front or back hair. So I, I don't so have much back hair. Take just one of the three one of, of us. But he's yeah. got back hair, apparently. I, I he's make like a gorilla. Up, all right. So I make up for the chest hair. Take one of the three of us on your weekend backpacking trip. That's right. And your knitting needles. If you get into trouble, you've got your knitting needles, you... Burn your jeans with a torch. <laughs> Make yourself a, a beanie out of their chest or back hair. Well, first you have to pluck so all of So that's them. your backpack, huh? <laughs> You've had it for years and it's never let you down. Yeah, your old backpack is good enough, right? Okay, that, we can't that play was, that clip That was either. a big that interruption. I'm getting all over a cleft hair. It's so good to be on the show again. <laughs> Max, look what you've been missing, Matt. <laughs> uh, talk about chest hair and like people Back hair. Try to, people trying to scam free gear just because they're poor college kids. <laughs> and out of order trying to get GPS tracks from pmax.com. <laughs> well, I was very polite. I just want a GPS yeah. track. Probably not. Probably. But was I not Hashtag probably not. He was very All polite. you had to do was very, read very my children's polite. stories. To the point where I could not keep up the facade. Had to read them stories. All right, we're coming in for the close, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, thank goodness. We're okay, coming in well. for the close. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. A big thanks to Out of Order for paneling with us again. And hopefully we won't get you evicted from your house. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> a big, big thanks to PMAX for guesting with us. It's been a pleasure, seriously. And providing all of us with a GPS track for your <laughs> Wasu. <laughs> yes. yes. And I'll make, ma- I'll make a map set that I'm going to sell for $10. Via Venmo. Yeah, that's right. Okay, very good. <laughs> a big shout out and thanks goes to Trail Show VIP Jenny D for the delicious Connecticut beers. The double IPAs were too good. Oh yeah, and it's they're all delicious. Gone. This Into the Woods was fantastic. It's really actually when I started packing the cooler, I was amazed at how much of the beer had already been consumed. What? To be honest, hmm. Jenny D, I don't it know must what have been a about. really great selection. I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <coughs> big thanks to Arno and Bellwether Coffee for providing coffee for. Today's show, even though it was consumed by POD many weeks ago. Alfonso Nolasco, te quiero mucho. Muchos gracias to all our PayPal donors. You too can get thanks and praise and a fantastic hot up the press trail show uh, Castle Gray School edition koozie. Ooh. And a blood orange IPA stickers for and $15 or more at thetrailshow.com. And big thanks to Bobby Walters. For, those those cookies were so good. They were delicious. Thank you. Walter. They kept us going. And last but not least, thank you to Trail Show Nation for providing us with the funds to buy a new iPad for the Trail Show. After five and a half years, our old iPad died. Yeah. And sound effects are courtesy of the new iPad this evening. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Is that why my children's college funds? I'm sorry, dude. I had to the go on to state school. We need to talk about this. I hey, don't. I, out of order. You didn't go to in state school. I don't want to talk. I, I, don't I went to the University crap. of Florida. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to hear this. Just go. Maybe you should go spend Gators. less money on weed uh, and, and more, more money, money on, on your colleges, your kids' super fancy private school. Montessori kindergarten. Yeah, come on, dude. But I have to spend like all my money on weed. <laughs> you can always find us at thetrailshow.com on Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show and on Twitter at Trail Show. We're on the Stitcher app, the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, and of course on iTunes. Another Trail Show is coming gone, but don't fret. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then. For the Princes of Darkness, D'Lo, Out of Order, P-Mags, and Special Somewhere on the Road, I'm Disco Chow. And next week, next month, it's going to be my birthday. Oh, my. I'll be like 60 years old. <laughs> yes. 
sixty. And we'll record Grandma a Gatewood. six-hour trail show yes. for POD's. Grandma Gatewood. Grandma Gatewood. That's right. Six-hour trail show. As long as there's coffee. Could you imagine if we talked about trails, beer, and nonsense? Scamp life. Scamp life. For scamp. six hours. <laughs> wasu, wasu, wasu. Six hours. GPS tracks. GPS what, tracks. Would anybody still be awake at the end of the show? <laughs> Have you guys ever been hiking and like come up on a ridge line and saw some dork like a little bit higher than you flying a drone? Oh, I love Utah. You really inspired me to blah blah blah. What's yeah, going? I haven't done much other than dancing. <laughs> the nude Amazon grandma. Max!